0: off-topic on the air every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. My name is Randy Zelia, along with the one and only Steve Spanup. He is the hero to all children, Steve
1: Spanup. And Poopy Diapers. And Poopy Diapers right, for tomorrow. everyone,
0: of course. And, of course, our, we have our producer in the studio, Anthony Zarita. Hello, Anthony. How are you? Good. How are you, Randy? Thank you for producing such a wonderful show. We have a packed football power hour type of show. We have James Cratch from uh, oh, I'm sorry NJ.com and the Star-Ledger- uh, joining us around 6.30 p.m. to talk New York Giants. 7.15 NFL insider for ESPN. Dan Graziano will join us. We'll jump around and talk about Colin Kaepernick and the rest of the NFL headlines. Uh, gentlemen. We are actually here live doing a show this week. <laughs>
1: I love it's it. It's been a little while since we've done a real show. It feels so good, though, to be back in the studio, have the and headphones on, you know, does. on the mic. I, I, I'm feeling really good right now about it this. It just feels so good. It does. It
0: feels, feels so, good. so good to be good. back. Yeah. Um, so we're also going to hear from Andrew Adams from the uh, Giants. He's a he's a free safety who had the starting nod last season with the Giants. Uh, we discussed a little bit more th- about the charity initiative with him. Also discussed the attitude in the defensive room, and not only that, but... I didn't jump too far into this with him, but I wanted to get your opinions. Darian Thompson last year for the New York Giants was not healthy; he missed almost all season. Andrew Adams was able to fit in and do a great job at the free safety position. Now that Darian Thompson is back healthy, it really opens up a little bit of a competition.
1: Well, that's uh, right. That's what that's what preseason pretty much for, right? I yeah. mean, no, there was a, there was a fight at camp today. Was <laughs> it really?
0: Oh yeah, Bobby Hart and. Uh, Damian Harrison and also uh, Olivier
1: Vernon. Of, uh, <laughs> that, did they get ejected from the uh Yeah, they got field ejected field? from practice. Oh, so McAdoo does that too then, huh? Not really, but no. that just sounded good to say. Oh, okay, um. right, right. <laughs> you I know, thought you thought was, <laughs> I thought that was a Bill Belichick thing. Most of the coaches, I, I, I would think, they, they like that, right? You see like, yeah. these coaches well, yeah. on the sidelines it's egging it's them on to go out there and knock each other's head off.
0: McAdoo made a comment saying he really likes to see the competitive fire. Yeah. It's just he doesn't want it to go past a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then when he gets past that certain point, it's like, While mm. Why
1: well, well, we have a quick second and we're talking about it? What do you guys feel about that situation? As far as like the coaches, how do I feel about whether like ejecting them from the field or let them uh, let them play on it yeah, even after a little like you know? Because I mean, I'm, they get, they get all, down each other's throat. I'm all for competitive.
0: I'm all for competitive, uh, little competitive nature, little butting heads. If it's for the right reason, it's going to help the team. If to be competitive, you're pushing your teammates. Look, I'd rather get to have people fighting with each other but push each other to be better so they can celebrate in January holding up a Super Bowl trophy, sorry, in February uh, holding up a Super Bowl trophy than everyone holding hands frolicking on the field which would be very awkward to see members of the Giants holding hands That's true. frolicking on the field. Would that be <laughs> but I'm just
1: making that comment. It would be very awkward to watch that. Yeah, but with that being said though, the guy who actually ejected the the players off the field was Bill Belichick and he holds the most Super Bowl rings in the league right now. And his response
2: was, why did you eject them? Because they're on the Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like, that. I, like well, that. I think if it happens too much, then then it becomes an issue because then it's probably personal. But how can you blame these guys? They're going against the same people every single day. You know, you're going to get – you're gonna get the tempers are going to flare if everybody everybody's facing the same people <coughs> every day. So I feel like as long as it doesn't, you know, get personal, as long as it doesn't happen every day, I feel like you'd rather have that, like Randy said, than – Everybody kind of just, like, mailing it in the whole time.
0: Damn, no, I, I'm okay with – I'm like I said, I'm all for that competitive edge. You know, you want guys fighting for their spots. I think the Giants uh, have a lot of positions that there's competition for. I think the only guy who you know is going to start – on opening day is exactly. Eli, yeah, Eli. yeah <laughs> and, exactly. o- and Odell might make the cut. I'm <laughs> not yeah, 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 yeah. sure. Actually,
1: I would say e- Odell <laughs> over Eli in, <laughs> no, in this case. Nowadays, I mean, this guy is un- unbelievable co- out there.
0: They have four quarterbacks in camp. This is the first year I've ever seen the Giants have four quarterbacks in camp. One of them, I'm pretty sure, is going to get cut, and I'm sure the other one is going to be put onto the practice squad. Yeah. Don't ask me which one is which because if you're a Jet fan, you're not going to like the answer. <laughs> 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 and if you're thinking of going to say Geno Smith is going to the practice squad. You have a better chance of seeing him on an unemployment line than anything yeah, else.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so wait. Okay, so as a Jet fan, which I am, what do you mean by that? Do you, do you think uh, I w- what would I what wouldn't I like? Well, because well, I I can care less about Gino now, so it doesn't matter what the Giants you do. You know with
0: what? Him. It, like, here's the thing that's pretty funny to me. Damian Harrison, up until last season, was where was a member of the Jets. Yes. Yeah. And now he has more recognition and is playing so much better because he's wearing big blue.
1: That uniform just bring something um, different out of players. I
0: think when you when you have an organization that knows what direction it's going, yeah. I think in a direction where the ownership and the general manager and the coaches are all there at every practice cuz they want to see what is going on and everybody has the same goal and everyone has the same drive and everyone knows what's going on, I think it makes your your atmosphere and it makes what's going on around you well, I think every much
1: much better. I think every team has all their coaches at the at the practice. The coaches <laughs>
0: is fine. I'm talking about the general managers and the owners, like yeah, like yeah. the Maras are like in that building every single day. Yeah. I'm not sure Woody Johnson is in that building every single day. Well, I'm Woody
1: Johnson is not going to be in the building anymore because he doesn't control the team anymore. So his brother right. does, uh,
0: right? But you know what I'm saying. I I can't picture him there every single day because it seems like that family
1: has so much other things going on yeah, right I'm now. I'm running a billion dollar company, you know, Johnson right. Johnson. You that's know? and that's fine. Oh but, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. That's
0: fine. But then, why don't you make sure you put good football people in place? Again, this is the same conversation you can have with the Yankees and the Mets. The Yankees front office is so involved in everything that's going on, and every player knows what the goal is. I feel like we have the same conversation every week. I'm sorry that we do. For those who could listen all the time, I apologize that we're repeating it, but. Well, this is a, a, a,
1: this is a New York
0: market. We're talking about some yeah, New, New okay. York teams. So if, if we're in a New York market, do I have to talk like a New Yorker? You know, like oh, yeah. You uh, got so to how you it. doing over here? So hey, what you yeah. have right here is the New York well, Yankees. You got the blue team, got over there, the team over there and the green team over here. Yeah. You have the New York <laughs> Yankees, you know, with that uh, Steinbrenner guy running the team over there. He's coming over here, and <laughs> he's good. making sure he buys the best player from Oklahoma City who doesn't know anything <laughs> about pizza. All right? He comes over here, and he's like, that's that's not pizza. Pizza is what my cat Cow digs for me over here. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah.
1: so. No, I, I, do, I do understand what you're saying. Okay. You have um, ownership more involved. I apologize for thing. every
0: New Yorker that I just offended with that. <laughs>
1: or the person from Oklahoma who makes pizza with their cow. Yeah, so yeah, I, did, yeah, I do yeah. apologize for that aspect. Could of be it. good pizza, though. You never know, right? You, I mean, never, you, know. Milk you, you don't secret. know
0: what Betsy uh, could produce. Be. <laughs> so, <okay>? <laughs> <laughs> Betsy produces some of the best pizza out there. Don't ask where he gets the bread from because it could be a little disappointing. So, with all that being said, no, but. So, but I'm just saying. So you're you're as a Jet fan, it's interesting to see some of your key players that have, you've had over the last few years go somewhere else, because you are going to sort of keep a tab on where they go. I like I when Ahmad Bradshaw went to Indianapolis, I cared because he was part of that Super Bowl squad that got me two Super Bowls. So you want you're interested to see where they go. Brandon Jacobs going out to San Francisco. Some of these other guys, Akeem Nicks going out to Indianapolis you care because they were part of that culture for you and now the Giants took three years to rebuild and now are Super Bowl contenders like seriously if you look at the NFC and I say to you what are your four teams that you can out of the NFC the Giants are in that conversation definitely you know the the other three teams are the Seattle Seahawks I say Packers too I'm not sure if I put the Packers in there you don't think so Aaron Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the same tools that he's had in the past to get there. And I don't trust that defense, and he doesn't have a running game. So how he has carried that team, as much as I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan, I can give him credit that he has carried that team for the last four or five years into the playoffs is amazing to me that he's been able to do that.
2: I I just feel like I give him... That much credit to at least you give, you're classic. gonna give him the benefit of doubt. I say because I like, I really want to mute your microphone right now. <laughs> well, the, th- <laughs> the thing is, like, look, the later they get the season, like, the Packers were, you know, pretty much irrelevant until like the later end of the season, and then next thing you know, once they fi- everybody found out they're gonna be in the playoffs, they all of a sudden became Super Bowl favorites just because of Aaron Rodgers. So they can get if they can get that if they can get into the playoffs. Like you saw the Aaron Rodgers yeah, match. I think
0: if you get in the playoffs, it's all bets are off because uh, sometimes you can be thirteen. How many teams over the last few years have you seen gone thirteen and three, and then totally fall apart in the playoffs? It's because they have this consistency, and then they have that like, okay, we're going to be in those last few weeks. They start taking it easy, and then it just drops. So I don't. It, I think it comes into who goes into the playoffs hot, not who's got the best record. Yeah. Sometimes that bye week, the first round of the playoffs, hurts you it does help you
1: yeah i agree too. actually I, I i definitely feel like uh the hot team does do very well in the playoffs
2: yeah you saw what happened with the cowboys right yeah which i was very happy to see but you know <laughs> it's just like it's almost just like what a shame is that you know everybody had such high expectations for you once you were already like 13 and 3 and that that last loss was, you know, their bench players were in, like you know, the Eagles. The Eagles were going full strength, and you had and Mark
0: Sanchez, former Jet, yeah. playing quarterback for the Cowboys. Yeah, so, so
2: I mean, they could have gone fourteen and two if they played their starters. And then, but then again, you see, like the bye week, they. You know they, they didn't collapse against the Packers I thought they were going to because it got, it got away from them Kind of in the beginning of the game But they fought back and that and like I said As much as it hates me to give Cowboys any compliments at all They did come back from that And it came down to Aaron Rodgers' miraculous throw on the sideline And a field goal So nothing was really guaranteed there So do the Cowboys want to do the same? I don't know, do they want the bye week again? I don't know, but they have to get past the Giants Which they didn't beat so, if you want, like, a re, uh, like a rerun of 2007-2008, where they meet the Giants in the first round of their playoffs, then, you know, who knows. We, no. are,
1: we are in 2017, though, right? Yeah, yeah but okay. it, it's... So that was, like, about almost 10 years ago you're talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, it
2: was just, like, division matchups, no matter what the context, are always tough. So, I feel like... It, it, like the Giants are going against, like you know, the Redskins, the Eagles, the Cowboys. It's Always going to be a tough game. There's always that. Oh yeah, that, that prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: We were we were just talking about this like recently about how these teams, you know, they play each other. You know, tough. You know, the, the interdivision teams. Yeah, you know, yeah, so, and yeah. and
2: then and when you come down to it, like besides all like the mental possibilities, because what I just referenced to is like the division match. There's always like a mental battle as well, because you want you want to beat these guys, but it, the the Giants are just not a good matchup for the Cowboys. That's why they lost twice to them. I mean Dak and Zeke were both amazing And if they can produce that again If Zeke is on the, even on the field That's another story But if they can do that again The Giants are still not a good matchup for them And they just, that's just the way it's going to be Unless the Cowboys address the problems that they have That, that make the, the, the Giants just not a good matchup for them It's always going to be a tough game against the Giants So let's say Cowboys win the division And then the Giants you know, get, get into the wild card So the Cowboys have the buy And they meet the Giants in the next round in the playoffs Like I said You know the fact that they're just not a good matchup. If, if the Giants win two and zero against the Cowboys again, this just makes sense on paper.
0: Let me throw this at you. By the way, if you want to join in this conversation, 201-825-1234, Follow us on Twitter. Off topic BSP. I'm on Twitter at Randy BSP. Steve's at Steve Spanup. We're both on Instagram with those handles. And Anthony's over. You're somewhere on social media. Right? I'm
2: on Twitter underscore Antizarita.
0: You're gonna have to change that. That's way too complicated for people just to hear real quick. All right. Work on that for next week. Good. We're, we're grooming him. <laughs> 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 um, with all joking aside, um, I look at that Cowboys team, and that wasn't a thirteen and three team. Um, I think that there a lot of it was they just didn't know what Prescott was. The Giants figured it out because that secondary for the Giants and what the NYPD New York pass pr- uh, defense was excellent. They was able to take Des Bryan out of the game, take some of the receivers out of the game, and they were able to control. Prescott, since he didn't have the long ball, he doesn't have a really good short game there. So he, you take away him running, he's just an average quarterback. Yeah. And that's what the Giants were able to expose about the Cowboys last season. And they just let Zeke run. He's not going to be able to run for 500 yards and score four touchdowns and, and win the game by himself. He needs help. And the Giants yeah. eventually said, listen, one of these two guys is going to hurt us. Might as well let the running back do it. Let's take away the, the receivers and let's take away the quarterback. And then we'll just take our chances And that's what happened last
2: year And it's not even like they fully conceded the run game It's like Zeke was slowed down You know, Zeke is I, is, is amazingly talented As I noticed But like, it, you know, it's not like they completely conceded the run game Like some teams, he just runs all over But you have Snacks in the middle You have the new guy, Tomlinson That will probably take Hankin's role Which I think he'll do a good job And then you have JPP, Olivier Vernon So like, the front line is good And the Cowboys offense is really amazing It's one of the best offensive lines we've seen in recent memory, I think But the Giants defensive line can hold their own weight and Zeke is definitely not going to have gaping holes to run through. Maybe one, two, three plays in the entire game. But he's going to have to work for the yards he gets. And I'd be the first one, to think, at this table that bring up this point. How would you like to have a nickname by the name of Zeke? <laughs> well... <laughs> I actually knew uh, a Zeke think back I think in it's Texas. better than
1: Snacks
0: mm.
2: <laughs> I don't know I love Snacks
0: I think Snacks is a great nickname
2: mm. well, well the good thing about that Is that you know Snacks and Zeke Like the hashtag became Eat Zeke <laughs> <laughs> Like cause they were all like Feed Zeke Feed Zeke And then the Giants and fans Were all like Eat Zeke yeah, So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool And the Snacks kind of play right into that That yeah. my
0: friend Is your useless topic of the day
1: Brought yeah,
2: to
0: you
1: yeah, by okay, our good yeah. friends <laughs> <laughs> Over <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm definitely not Getting those minutes back Yeah no mind.
0: you're definitely <laughs> Not getting those minutes back <laughs> um, That's Steve. why you guys Brought me on board Yeah and this is why we shut your microphone up uh, no. <laughs> steve uh, i gotta ask you as far as the jets not a lot of news coming out of jets camp um if from your perspective could how be a do you good thing, could be a bad thing how do you look at this season
1: uh,
0: like you're a season ticket holder
1: <laughs> i mean it's going to be a rebuilding year i mean they're i mean they're pretty uh you know open about that and especially the players that they put on the team and the people that they cut and you know the, the way they're moving forward I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's rebuilding. As a fan, does it bother you? Um, did it bother you that the
0: Giants rebuilt for the past three years? The problem was the Giants haven't didn't tell anybody that they were rebuilding. They didn't even tell their quarterback that they were rebuilding. So did that bother you even more? That they didn't even make it known? I think they no, it's just, I d- I d- just a <laughs> simple fact that they were. Okay, I was okay with them not being bad. I'd rather be bad and like go into the season thinking that we have a shot than not going in and sitting there saying, Listen, I just want to let you know, if you're going to come out to our games this year, root for the other team, because we're not really here to compete. We're just here to start trying out our guys to see who's going to be here for the next couple of years when we decide we want to get good. That's where I have a hard time with it. And I have – I'm not sure if I I would want that to – I think, like, for example, the Giants are setting themselves up with Davis Webb to step in when Eli's done, and they're still going to have the weapons. They're still going to have – Odell Beckham they're still going to have Brandon Marshall they're still going to have Sterling Shepard so they're going to set up Davis Webb to be successful the Jets don't even know who they really they're not sure if Hackenberg is really going to be the, the guy
2: the, the Jets for me is like a you know the Giants whether or not they got lucky with Odell I mean you, they probably they always thought he was going to be good drive drafted him so high, but the he's on like some superstar level. Oh, you guys so, amazing! Like, you guys so I don't know if they, like, they've apple. seen that. Yeah. But the thing is, with the Giants is they like like Randy said, they have like a plan. I see the Jets is more of like a long term rebuilding, and maybe that's why they was so open about it. Because if it was like a two three year flip, you'll just be like, you know, we kind of suck, but you know, we're trying, whatever, whatever. Like kind of what happened to the Giants. The Giants just weren't that good at the same time, though. In
1: that two or three flip, two or three year flip that yeah, you're talking about, I mean, they could get an Odell theoretically, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, there could be a player in the draft. I there, mean, could, there could definitely. Who knows be. if they don't get the next the next quarterback next year?
2: Well, they, they or could.
1: you know or this year maybe they have him. Maybe they have Hackenberg. Maybe uh,
2: Hackenberg is the guy. If you have like a Victor Cruz like story like that, that'd be great for the that'd be great for the, you know. But you can't count on that. And I think you know they're probably gonna do really bad. I think even if they did try, they would do pretty bad. But like you're talking about this year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, well, like I said, I
1: mean, it's known that they're in a rebuilding year. At least this year, for sure. So
2: I think you can count on, I mean, Sam Darnold at the USC, unless he elects to stay, which could be the case. I mean... You can't really get picky it's not like you can't you can't say i don't want to go to a bad team because if you're that good you're going to go to a bad team no matter what yeah right but that's what's happening you're, yeah, I mean, you're going to
1: get drafted high regardless. yeah drafted
2: high but by a bad team uh unless <laughs> you know but you never know you could, they, someone could pull a chiefs and then a team that you may not think needed a quarterback might get him. you don't know but the point is like the jets are doing this to rebuild through the draft as well oh yeah that's for sure, for sure. so so i feel like you know whether they're being open about i think they're being open about it because it's going to take a long time like i said the giants it went quicker I mean, it's not quick, but it's quicker. But I feel like the Jets have a pretty devoted fan base. They weren't good last year either, and they still had butts in the seats. So I feel like you might have lost the casual fan. It's like, oh, well, if they're not going to try, why would I pay money? But I still think you have your fan base. So you don't have to worry about that. I just think the way they're w- reason they're being open about it is because it's going to take much longer than your usual rebuild because there's not talent anywhere. Like The only talent you have is the defensive tackle, and there's much more to the game than that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's definitely a... What ten other positions? Something like on that on that side of the ball, <laughs> and then another eleven on the other side yeah, of the ball. Like, so.
2: pass rush is important, but you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that, 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 that's the only talent that I see on the team. Come on out and see our pass rushers. That's right, coming to the Meadowlands this upcoming. W- <laughs> I mean, if the Gi- if the Giants came out, if they're in a situation, it's like, yeah, look, we're looking to rebuild. I'd be like, oh man, well that sucks. Like you know, I'm kind of mad because like I want my team to compete, but guess who's gonna be sitting on their couch watching every single game? Me guess who probably would, wouldn't turn down tickets to go to a game me so I feel like people kind of would overstate the fact that they're gonna lose money on this they're gonna lose fans over this but you know it's the Jets so what, what can you expect and back to what you said about why Damon Harrison would pay better I think it's just much better or much well it's a well-run organization the Giants compared to the Jets especially so I feel like maybe if you feel like everything's figured out above you you kind of feel like all you have to worry about is just go out in there and play Now, here's a question
0: for both of you guys. I want Steve's answer first. When was the last time you saw a top-tier quarterback actually like, not sort of get pushed out? That's that's usually what we see now, right? We usually see successful quarterbacks get pushed out of their position, um, their current team. When was the last time you saw a quarterback actually leave a franchise to go play somewhere else? I can't remember... I think maybe maybe Peyton but that, that's
1: I think he was sort of forced out though right like of course yeah yeah I mean uh, they drafted I- Andrew uh, Lock I mean uh, it was kind of kind of obvious right
2: well yeah I feel like once Peyton was hurt and that wasn't the first time he was hurt yeah, and he was yeah, so and yeah exactly yeah.
1: He was, I would say he's at the, the end of his career too yeah, it wasn't I Peyton in his the prime r-
2: the writing was on the wall for that one so I wouldn't say I mean Peyton like did he left technically but like I mean, if it, like the team did so bad that they were, what was it, the suck for luck uh, yeah, thing yeah. going on? So um, I don't know if he was forced. Out. I can't remember to answer your question. I can't remember if th- when that happened. Two zero one
0: eight two five one two three four. Two zero one eight two five one two three four. Yeah, I'm trying to find out the last time we actually had a quarterback, like a caliber quarterback, voluntarily leave. Whether it was a contract dispute or just wasn't working out, or his contract was up, he decided to go somewhere else, like, like in the NBA. Where I can just say, I don't. I'm I can go sign where I want.
1: Yeah, yeah. The NBA, you see, definitely m- much more movement than you do in the uh, the NFL. I can't
0: remember when we saw a big time player leave a team in the NFL like that. So I'm just trying to think, and it's it's hard because it just seems like if if you're if you're that marquee player for the NFL, they the teams find a way to keep you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to contribute, they want you on the field for them, right? I mean,
2: the only similar situation I could think of, and this is by no means like a quarterback. Level like caliber player, but Nadamik and Sue was was an amazing defense tackle. He still is. He's w- back at this time where he left the lines. He was one of the best. So I feel like that could be a situation the lines yeah. just didn't want to pay him. I, I
1: definitely agree with you on that. If you're going to look at that, you know, position wise, it's going to be something other than quarterback. I think yeah. I feel like quarterbacks they stay with their team for the most part.
2: Well, it's kind of like what happened back to Joe Flacco. It's more yeah. of just like you have a quarterback and you don't you just don't want the headache of looking for a quarterback. So they pay Joe Flacco tons of money. Did they overpay for him?
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, they did,
2: and because like because the Super Bowl win, and that's yeah, I, and they're he, not
1: they're not paying the same money if he's not winning the Super Bowl no, either. No, so no, 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 not not even close. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely, you know, helps out <laughs> in in your resume, right? Yeah. I mean, it's you you have a Super Bowl ring in, no. it, in the resume, so yeah, you're gonna get paid a little bit.
3: Yeah,
1: I agree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think you know wasn't it when Eli won the Super Bowl in 2012, he was on a contract here, and they resigned him for big money. And, you know, he signed on for one of the biggest contracts ever. Oh yeah. Th- then the following year, Joe Flacco won. He signed a big contract. Seems like every single year, that quarterback's always going to cash in yeah, because.
1: Yeah. They are the best quarterback in the league at that point because they are in the Super Bowl. The only guy that usually doesn't is uh, is Brady over there. You know, he, he wins the Super Bowl, takes and a t- pay t- cut, t- takes less money, takes Bring less
2: money, brings in somebody yeah. else. right Bra- Brady, I mean? Brady
1: goes like this: "Goes, oh my hand hurts because I have to carry all these yeah,
2: rings." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know? sure that's good. You're not going to find anybody. To- it also helps at his age. Like, he got his money, but I feel like he, he was paid already. Yeah he, yeah, he he's been paid. He's got his money, and I feel like him being 38, 39, 40, like for the pay cuts he took, like he's like, you know what? Right now it's not about the money Because I feel like You want to make that much money You're not like fishing For every penny You're gonna make that
1: green Yeah. Yeah And I think unlike other Other players in the league Or even quarterbacks uh, I mean, he has so much other stuff going on off the field oh, too. I mean, yeah. this guy—he's in—he's in everything. He's in the commercial. I mean, he's got the face for it. He's got that—he's uh, that, <laughs>
0: that got that, that Peyton face. He's he, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he's a handsome dude. So yeah, he's gonna. And get he was—he was, yeah, 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 he I mean, he was great on the ESPYS. Yeah, 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 he was. Yeah, I mean, the guy's got the personality, the face, and he's got the story. He's got—he's got it all. You know, I mean, he, I don't think he really needs to be paid all that much money on the field. He's—he's no. uh, he's catching money in endorsements. And his
2: his wife. The oh, we're talking about Brady. I thought I was talking about Peyton. The paint was awesome at the ESPYs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say, I thought I thought Tom Brady was in a skit in the ESPYs that I missed. I didn't know what you were Yeah,
1: I, d- I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, I must have missed I, it. <laughs> I knew yeah. I have it recorded at home. I didn't watch <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, I saw that's most that's of it. I didn't oh. finish it. It must have been at the end or something. The, best, know, paint
0: the best paint line was, I just want to let the Atlanta Falcons know that you're going to be back. I know. I, the reason I'm telling you this now is because usually you guys lose interest three, quor- three, ways, three quarters of the way through. <laughs> I was like,
1: "No,
2: that's wrong. Why would you do funny. that?" They should have known they were going to escape without a joke. No, no, you don't. Yeah, dude.
0: Everybody. Well, they're not walking away from them. Durant had to know that that joke was coming because he. There's no way he would have been able to keep that straight of a face. That gaze. was a good joke. Oh
1: man. no, it's great. That was funny. If I was Durant, I'd be laughing. You look too I, serious. Yeah, he looked he way looked, too. Looked serious. too serious. I he did that. not. <laughs> it was the greatest joke ever. It was though. a good joke. It Especially if, knowing how I feel about Durant, that was like to me it was like I didn't expect that to come from Peyton either, you know. I'm like, who's writing his jokes? He's definitely not writing that <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's, <laughs> writing, who's writing that man's jokes. Peyton didn't write that down. That was a good roast. That was a good roast right in the beginning.
0: Uh, coming up at 6.30, we have James Cratch from NJ.com, and uh, Star Ledger, we're going to talk about the Giants. Uh, he and I were both at Giants camp today. Also around 7.15, Dan Graciano from ESPN, we're going to be talking Colin Kaepernick and all the other NFL headlines. We have plenty of things going on. We still have something or nothing. Web reports still coming up. Anthony has, well Anthony, Anthony has something or nothing for us. Nice. And uh, we still have the munchies up here. I don't, don't ask what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> maybe we'll, you know what, we'll go to our Facebook page. We'll take a picture and we'll tell you, we'll let you know what the munchies is all about.
1: Exactly, exactly. Find out.
0: And also, uh, I am coming up. Also, I have a question, Steve, for you, being that you are a food guy just like me, but you're also a tailgater. So we are going to attack Steve about a food question. We're going to play one song, be back with James Cratch, and then we're going to come back also and attack uh, Steve with the food tailgate question. Ooh. Little Jim Blossoms. We'll be right back. Off topic. WRPR 90.3 FM. Backsportspage.com. off topic BackSportsPage.com Steve Spanup Randy Zelia here Anthony Zarita, of course in the studio right now we am going to welcome our good friend covers the New York Giants for NJ.com James Cratch James how are you my friend
4: I'm excellent how are you
1: long time no see yeah
4: it's been a couple
1: hours I guess honestly I thought you guys saw each other yeah, today at the camp yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't mind
0: Steve <laughs> he, he picks up the things a little slower than the rest <laughs> of us
3: All
1: right.
0: um so, it was adventurous day at camp. There was a little bit of a scuffle. We were talking about that before. Uh, McAdoo likes to see his guys fiery. What did you take away from that?
4: I mean, it's football, it's training camp, this stuff happens. Uh, if you look around the league, you've had a lot worse happen in other camps. I mean, I think it seems like most years you get a couple of like full-on melees. I think what happened today was a near melee, but no, look, I mean, obviously it's of note when the public's out there and it's a beautiful day and... Bunch of professional athletes start, you know, throwing punches at each other, and it's been something that's kind of happened the past few days. So I I don't think the Giants are too concerned. I I think as a coach, you like it, but I think there's a fine line you walk between, you know, it being good and passions and just typical summer football. And as someone, you know, kind of crosses that line really quickly. It can be hard to kind of corral it before it gets out of hand.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the same time, you want to keep team chemistry and camaraderie there and, and, and fighting, it's, it's not really conducive to that. But at the same time, though, when you're in the off offseason and the sun is beating down and it's probably like 120 degrees with all the equipment on, things happen, right?
4: I mean, yeah, things happen. I, I just think the key for the Giants is to make sure that, one, it doesn't spill over, you know, into the locker room and everything, which doesn't seem like they are have any concern with that. And just two, that, you know, it doesn't get out of hand because, you know, one thing to another another, a guy hurt and then I
2: think you really Everyone looks really stupid at that point. Well, I think another thing you've got to think about is that, you know, these guys are, like, fighting for spots here. So, you know, I feel like there's a lot on the line for, like, the, the fringe players. Like, obviously, Odell's not going to get into a fight with, you know, Janoris Jenkins because they're, they're just both just trying to make each other better. They know the situation. But if you have two fringe players, I think it's more understandable because they're both fighting for a spot. They're fighting for money. True. But
4: at the same time, I mean, I, I think you also if a guy, uh, guy who's on the bubble uh, causes like ten fights in a week. Maybe they kind of look at him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I know. Look, I, I think all things considered, not a big deal. But it is noteworthy. Of course, you're there. We got to report on it, and uh, the Giants have kind of prevented it from becoming a bigger deal that, than it should be.
1: So, uh, other than the fight going on today, what what did you see um, out of that training camp? What did you get out of training camp today?
4: I mean, uh, another day. I mean, I thought that Dino you know, Smith kind of had a bounce-back day. Uh, he was going with the second team, obviously. JPP looks pretty good, you know, obviously the day off, uh, the rest day. He looks like he was firing on all cylinders. Keenan uh, Robinson going to concussion protocol, obviously something to watch. Uh, not too much of an update on Sterling Shepard, but it, it seems the Giants are still optimistic that it's the ankle sprain. But uh, I thought today was kind of one of those low-key days. I mean, no big takeaways from it. But I do think that the Robinson injury is one to look at. Obviously, you know, you don't know. Concussions are so unpredictable, and he's such an integral part of the way their defense runs. I remember last year he was a guy who played all 15 games after having a lot of injuries in Washington, and he's got to wonder, you know, can he put together another fully healthy season? Obviously, a concussion is not something you want to see.
0: James, you've been covering this team now for quite a few years. Uh, is there a different vibe around this franchise compared to the previous few years? Because it seems like every year... The Giants always go in with this attitude of we're going to compete for a Super Bowl, we, we want to make the playoffs, and obviously the last couple of years it's fallen short. But this year just seems a little bit different. Is there a different vibe this year?
4: A little bit. I, this is my third year on the beat. I think my first year, people, you really didn't expect the team to be very good, and you thought if they didn't make the playoffs, Tom Koppel was probably going to lose his job. That's exactly what happened. I felt last year there was optimism, but there was still some uncertainty. You didn't really know how all the new pieces were going to plug together, you know, how how much of a leap the Giants could make from one year to the next. You know, you kind of didn't really know what to expect from Ben Maku. I feel like there's there's definitely high expectations on this team, and, and there's that vibe in that sense that they, they've been to the playoffs and I think they can get back there again, and I believe they can do a lot of great things this year. But I, I don't feel like this is a, a definite, you know, like, I think they're kind of poking around the edge of, like, Super Bowl hype. I mean, some people will say they have it in them, and I think there's a strong argument made that they do. But at the time, I think, you know, offensive line is a big question mark. Very tough schedule. I, so I would say it's kind of tentative, you know, hesitant optimism that this could be a really great season. Uh, it could be a good season. I think everyone's confident of that. But just can to get over that hump and make that next step forward. I think people think they have the ability to do it. But I still think there's some question marks about whether they actually can do it.
1: What would, it uh, what would they need to get to that point? I mean, it seems like they do have a lot of pieces in play right now. I, I mean, they have Odell. We were just talking about that just before you called in. And uh, great player right there. Eli's coming uh, to the end of his career. I'm sure he's hungry for another Super Bowl before he, he, he walks off into sunset. What are they missing?
4: You've got to start the offensive line. We have no idea if it's going to be any better. Uh, you know, and obviously, you know, the Giants have, have pumped up Bobby Hart and Eric Flowers for weeks on end and all through the offseason. Well, I mean, we're at the point now where there's no the time for excuses is over. You know, obviously, he's only a couple of days in the action. They need Eric Flowers and Bobby Hart to take major strides and become, you know, solid, serviceable offensive tackles. You know, that offensive line has been a major weak spot for years. Uh, they didn't really do much in the offseason to address it. They, they added DJ Fluker, who's you know, a guy who's trying to kind of get his career back on track. Drafted out of who they not has a lot of promise. But he's a sixth round pick. You only can expect so much out of a sixth rounder in his rookie season. You know, they didn't go go and get it out of any of those free agent offensive tackles. Uh, they made a decision as an organization that none of those guys represented a big enough uh, improvement over Eric Flowers at left tackle to invest the money. That's fine. That's his that's an organization. He's got to back it up now and, and reward their faith. So. I, mean, I think that starts there. The offensive line, I, I, just, I just am not convinced that it's going to be a championship-caliber unit this year. I think you look elsewhere. This is depth concern still on this team. I, a cornerback, you, know, you got the big three, Apple, you know, Janoris Jenkins, Dominic Rodgers, Camardi. But after that, you know, they'll have a lot of depth. you got Valentino Blake with a, uh, with a back injury. He's a guy who I think was kind of the, the fa- odds-on favorite uh, to be the fourth corner. And he really didn't have a great year in Tennessee last year. I think linebackers, that, you know, in too, and probably Robinson, they're not terribly deep at linebacker, and safety, I think they're very good at, but, you know, there's, there's some young guys themselves. Defensive tackle, you, you got to replace Jonathan Hankins.
3: Uh, you know, it's kind of a big battle
4: there. So I think there's definitely some, some defensive depth concerns. Nothing terrible, but they are there, and you go to the offensive line, and uh, Eli just really it was mediocre at best last year, so. I think there's definitely some question marks about this team. you Look at the schedule they've got in front of them. I there could be some difficulties
0: down the road. You know, it's funny, too. You were talking about the offensive line, and one thing that's connected to that is the running game. And last year they were just it was not a strong part of this team. The offense obviously was secondary to the defense as far as uh, productivity. It just seems like last year the offense just was not as productive as it could be with the amount of weapons they have. Um, they cut Rashad Jennings. Uh, you know, we were talking about Gallum earlier today, but you and I—do um, they have enough in their running game to for it to be a threat to other teams right now? Is it, is the lineup that they have with uh, you know Paul Perkins, Gallum, Shane Vereen, and Darkwa—is that enough right now? James, I think we might have lost James. We lose James. I think we might have lost James. Yeah. All right, we lost, we will we'll get him back. But I think that's a very valid question.
1: I think it's a great question, Randy. And uh, I think it's a great question, Randy. And uh, we were talking about it before. And yeah, I think that's a definitely a big focus on where one of their weak spots is on the offense. I mean, besides the offensive line that we were talking about, uh, yeah, they're pretty set over in uh, the receiver spot with Odell. But at the same time, though. Uh, that 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 um that running game. I mean, collaboratively, like, could they all be one great running back? Or when they were playing teams that were
0: below five hundred last year, Rashad Jennings was able to average about eight yards per carry, or maybe I'm oh, sorry, six yards per carry. That was, and he, they that's when they had their best. This year, they need to establish a running game because they're yes, they have a lot of weapons. They have Evan, Evan Ingram. They have Brandon Marshall. They have. Odell Beckham Jr., they have yeah. Sterling Shepard. They have these weapons, but you're not going to be able to throw the ball yeah. all the time. You,
1: you, you can't, I mean, we all know. <clears throat> excuse me. We all know in the NFL, you can't be one-dimensional and think you're going to succeed.
0: And you, and you would think with how good that defensive, defensive unit was last season. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, there we go. You know, you would think of how, how good that front line defensively was last year that they can help push that offensive line to be better. Yeah. And that's what you need. You need that offensive line to be able to protect Eli. So if your defense is one of the top three defenses in the NFL, you better be able to uh, help protect the quarterback. And there's no reason why they shouldn't get better in that sense. Okay, we have James back here. I don't know what was the last thing you heard from us, James. I'm sorry. Um, we'll, take, we'll take the blame I mean, for the I, loss. I day. was
4: just thinking about the, what, what the Giants might be missing this year, so I, I think I, I summed it up. So whoever you guys got, fire away.
0: Okay, so it was. I was asking about the running game because that's tied in with the offensive line. They have some unbelievable weapons for Eli to throw to, but if you can't protect Eli, and you can't establish that running game, you know, is Perkins, Vereen, Darkwa, and Gallum enough for that running game to be successful for the Giants this year?
4: You know, I I think so. I think there's some good pieces there. Obviously, Perkins is a guy who flashed at the end of the last year. Lots of optimism about him. They named him the starter already, which is kind of a, you know unusual thing for a guy like Ben McInerney to do. He usually plays that stuff close to the vest, but again, you know Perkins only had, I think, 112 carries last year, one start, so he's a guy who I think you got to see a little bit more out of before you're convinced that he's you know a number one back. I, think, I thought Shane Green, the fumbles aside, and obviously those fumbles really hurt him against Washington, I thought he was really effective running the ball early in the year. We know he's one of the best pass-catching backs in the league. I think he's definitely be a weapon Clark was a guy I think he has a chance to make an impact now that he's finally healthy. And Goleman, obviously, fourth-round pick. A lot of people you know, know a lot more about football than I am, are very high on him. The Giants are high on him. And they're in a position where they can kind of ease him in, let him get comfortable with the pro game, see what they can get. Him. So, yeah, I do think they have enough uh, in terms of running backs there. Now the question is, you know, is the line going to make holes for those guys to kind of go through? In
1: a, in a pass-heavy league, the, the way the league is set up nowadays, uh, Shepard, I think is a great receiver in, in on that team and it, I think it was a near miss. you know him ended up only with the sprained ankle. who's the next guy up in that in that position?
4: Probably multiple guys I mean I, I think they would use Odell Beckham a little bit more in the slot. I mean he does some work in the slot to begin with. I think is I don't think the Giants want to put Odell exclusively in the slot or have him be in the slot you know too much. I think Dwayne Harris you know who played in the slot pretty well in 2015. Uh, when they didn't when a Globstor Cruz didn't really have a one, he'd be there. And I think Travis Rudolph, the undrafted rookie free agent out of Florida State, he's a guy who you know has got a lot of hype from fans, a lot of excitement. Coming into camp, I just didn't really see where he would fit in on the roster, considering I thought Darius Paul would have a strong camp, which he had. He's had an even stronger camp than I expected. And they've got kind of Roger Lewis as far as seeing there. I think Rudolph's a guy who, you know, if Shepard was unavailable for any extended period of time, could work his way into snaps, but the way it all sounds, I'm, I I would assume, you know, the Giants don't really know, have everything locked down yet, but it sounds like this should be a, a couple of weeks more than, you know, super long term for Shepard, so I'm assuming they're operating on the assumption that they're not going to have to do much, if at, at all, anything without Shepard once we get to the regular season.
0: And it was also interesting before we were talking about the quarterback situation with Eli's getting older. You have uh, Davis Webb, you have Johnson, and you also have uh, Geno Smith there. Are, are they going to keep four quarterbacks on the roster at this point, or is, or is someone going to say goodbye?
4: I would be stunned. I, I think Johnson or Smith, uh, one of you know, one them is going to be the backup quarterback, and one of them is going get to get cut and have to move on. I mean, Davis Webb is going to be on the roster, obviously, and the Giants have made it very clear that they don't you know, think that a, a rookie quarterback, especially a guy who comes from a – kind of a spread air raid offense that he played in college, uh, is ready to be a backup as a rookie in the NFL. Uh, I think the fact that he's had, I think, a grand total of four team snaps so far in training camp makes it very clear that he's not in the running to be the number two quarterback behind Eli. So I think Johnson and Smith go right down to the wire and then they're going to have to make a decision about which veteran they want to keep.
0: And obviously you, know, you and I were talking about this during camp today. We you were discussing the, the Colin Kaepernick situation a little bit. Uh, you have a little bit more ears in the league than I do. Do you think that he's going to sign on with the team, or do you think that he's sort of he's, – he's a good athlete. You know, he, there's, he went to a Super Bowl. He led the, the 49ers to a Super Bowl. Do you think that there's something else there? Do you think he's going to sign on with the team? What's your What's your general opinion looking from the outside in from another fran- – covering another franchise? What do you see your perspective of Colin Kaepernick? I think at some point he
4: will get signed. I I just think that my personal take on it is that I'm sure there are some teams that are not that would sign him, but are not going to sign him because of you know the political stance he's taken, whether it's the owner doesn't agree with what you know he believes, or if they fear fan backlash. Although I think the whole fan backlash thing is a little bit overrated and kind of trumps up more than it probably would be. But I also think that people have to understand that you know, there's 31 other teams, not counting the 49ers, of course that could sign Colin Kaepernick. And those teams all probably have different reasons that aren't necessarily all related to his, you know, social activism. I think there are some teams that don't feel he fits their offense. I'm sure there are some teams that maybe just don't think he's a good quarterback, and I know a lot of people disagree with that. But, you know, look, everyone has opinions, has their own talent evaluation staff. I think there might be teams that they have no problem with everything and they would sign him, but, you know, You know, I think you're asking a lot for a team to basically say, "Well, we like our backup quarterback, but we think Colin Kaepernick, you know, slightly better, so we're going to throw our guy overboard." I think fans need to realize that a lot of times with backup quarterbacks in the NFL, it's not just the physical ability and the on-field ability that plays a deciding role in who gets what job. Also, I think that's obviously a very important role. I think you know the way a guy works with the starting quarterback, with the head coach, with the offensive coordinator the quarterback coach, that's all important too. I think there's a certain in, lots of intangible that franchises take into account when they're deciding who's their backup quarterback is going to be. So I think eventually Kaepernick will find a team. maybe you know remember if you sign them now and you have them on the roster in week week one his salary is guaranteed for the season. so lots of veterans get signed after after week one games because that obviously goes out the window. and I think that eventually someone is going to have an injury, or have a situation, and they're willing to pull the trigger on him. I
1: just don't know when. You know, uh, we were talking about uh, getting hot and going into the playoffs. At the, <clears throat> excuse me, at the end of the year. Getting hot and going into the playoffs is a, is a big thing. It's, it's a, a team can go very far. We were just talking about that. Where would you see the Giants having the most trouble in their schedule this year? Is it beginning, middle, end? I think this, the first
4: seven games are very difficult uh, off the top of my head. And if you guys have it in front of me. But you correct me if I'm wrong, you know, at Dallas, home against Detroit, at Philly, at Tampa, I believe home against San Diego, at Denver, home against Seattle before the bye week. That's a tough first seven games. And I think that the Buccaneers are going to be pretty good. I think the Chargers were, were one of the better non-playoff teams last year. They've got some talent. Uh, they've got Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram coming off the edges, so that's going to be a major
5: test for the Giants'
4: yeah. offensive line. Going to Dallas is difficult, so. I think the first seven games is difficult. You look at the final four games, they've got three division games at home in the final four weeks of the season. That could be a huge benefit for the Giants if they're in the division race. Yeah. But yeah. if they have, I mean, they have to get to the, they have to be in the race to take advantage of all those home games at the end of the year. So yeah, I-, I think the first seven games is-, is really difficult. You know, last year's Giants team not getting anything away from them. They had that stretch coming out of the bye week where they beat Philly at home. But then they had you know the, the, I think it was the
0: Baltimore Bears, the
4: Bears the Browns, yeah. in three straight weeks uh they got they kind of made themselves into a playoff team taking advantage of that three game stretch against you know three very bad teams, you know two at home and one in Cleveland in front of you know twenty five thousand people so yeah. uh, they don't really have that stretch this year, although I do think the Rams, Niners coming out of the bye—that's the one little stretch where they can say, "Okay, we can maybe pad ourselves a little bit coming out of the bye week." Yeah, but especially
0: coming bye, out of the bye. The
4: first seven games, or the first seven games where I look to.
0: Yeah, the first seven games are at Cowboys, home for Detroit, at Eagles, at Bucks, versus the Chargers at home, at Broncos, and then home for the Seahawks.
1: That's no total order. Yeah, it's tough.
0: That's no total order. And the other thing we were talking about uh, last week, or no, it was two weeks ago, we were also discussing the lack of, like, 1 o'clock games. The Giants seem to be more of the 4 o'clock, the 8, 8.30 games on Sunday night and also the Monday night games. They don't have many 1 o'clock Sunday games this year.
4: No, which I, I, I like 1 o'clock Sunday games, and I think most reporters like 1 o'clock Sunday games. They get up, you go to the ballpark, you know, there's, you know, you don't have any pressing deadlines. You don't get to bed too late. But, uh, no, the Giants, look, when you're a national team like the Giants and you're a playoff team like the Giants, uh, you're not going to be playing at 1 o'clock often. I think the, you know, the only game that really jumps out to me, uh, they played the Eagles, at 1 o'clock in Week 3. But so that's, like, the really only major prominent game the Giants have uh, that they play uh, at 1 o'clock. You know, obviously, West Coast also kind of factors into that. You're making four trips out West this year obviously, those games are not going to be 1 o'clock kickoff. You're playing on Thanksgiving night, excuse me. You're you're playing Sunday night football to start the year. I think you do Sunday night football as well for uh, the Broncos. Monday night football against the Lions. So, this is definitely a team that uh, the fans are are excited about, and I think that nationally people are looking to see.
0: Yeah, that that Thanksgiving night game against the Redskins, that's going to be tough down in Washington. I I feel bad for you guys because you guys have to make the the trip down there for – for beat writers, that's always a very tough. Anytime you're away for Thanksgiving, you want to be with the family. You want to do the whole the whole routine, and it's hard for you guys.
4: Yeah, the good thing about that is obviously you know it's a train ride and, and eight o'clock kickoff, so you can kind of do Thanksgiving morning. Uh, the real challenge we have is we're in Phoenix uh, for Christmas Eve, so that's going to be some uh, some flying cross country to get back for Christmas. That's the more challenging holiday. I look at it, obviously. You know, Thanksgiving night, you, know, you you could probably get on a train, you know, 2, 3 in the afternoon uh, and still get to Washington plenty of time.
0: You know, let let our listeners know, as far as the life as a, as a beat writer, the type of relationship you, you have with the players as well as the other writers and with the team itself, is it's a different type of mentality, I guess, you need to have because they know they can only open up to you so much. And, and you know, there's a trust level there. And also the franchise is putting trust in you to get the right point across. You ever find a difficulty at times with, um, you know, b- balancing that line of, you know, not wanting to slam somebody, but, you know, just looking at some of those different story ideas and know what you can't go, where you can go, and where you can't go. You ever have that as a writer?
4: Yes and no. I mean, for me, I just think that the most important thing when you're a beat writer is just to do the best you can to be fair and to explain what happens. And you know, I think a lot of times teams and, and players won't understand this, but you know, it, it's our job to, to kind of call it as we see it. And you know, you can have a really good rapport with a guy, but you know, if he plays poorly on Sunday, you know, it's my job to say he played poorly. And I think a lot of players understand that, you know, they you know, they understand I mean end of day, it's the NFL. I mean, if a guy doesn't play well on Sunday, uh, he knows that and the result on the field is told on that. So I think that, you know, obviously, John, you know, organizations are kind of sensitive to their image, and obviously I think there's always going to be you know, inherent, you know, some conflicts, but for the most part, I think you just kind of, you know, just have to be fair and, and kind of stand up for yourself. You know, if you think something, you know, people are going to try to sway you, but you you got to stand firm with your beliefs and your opinion and do the best you can to, to accurately convey what's going on to the fans. So that's, who, that's who I work for. I, I don't work for the Giants. Obviously, I work for the Star Ledger and NJ.com yeah. and NJ Advanced Media, but uh, we're there for the fans. I mean, that's we. The media covers the Giants to be a, a conduit to the fan base, you know, an independent conduit to the fan base. You know, obviously, the Giants have their own in-house media and they you know, have their own in-house guy who will be on their radio station and everything. But you know, I think I think most fans, some fans want that content and want that kind of rah-rah, you know, positive stuff, team-oriented stuff. But I think most fans want the unvarnished truth, and that's what we try to get.
0: James, let everybody know where they can find you.
4: Uh, NJ.com, best place to find us. Our uh, ledger newspaper, obviously, but NJ.com is where most people are reading these days. And I'm on Twitter, at uh, James Cratch, K-R-A-T-C-H. And uh, I'm at East Rutherford Giants camp pretty much every day now. So that's where I am.
0: Awesome. J- James, thanks for giving us a few minutes tonight. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks a lot, James.
4: You got it, Randy.
0: Appreciate All right. it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. A lot, lot to react to there um, from, I think, every disp- different aspect. I think there was a very valid point about the scheduling from last season because they did have a stretch where it was like, okay, remember, because I think you and I were talking about this. They were 2-3. and three. They lost that game to Minnesota. Um, they they shouldn't have lost that game to Washington. And then they had, like, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland. Um, they had another, another game, which was like a – why are we competing? A uh, Chicago, they had yeah. Chicago. Yeah, team.
1: the Chicago game. That they, talking they had about. A
0: Chicago yeah. game yeah. as well, and so it was just a lot. There was a lot of they had a very favorable schedule. So, and don't keep in mind the Cowboys had the exact same schedule. Just like the Cowboys have the exact same schedule, the Giants have this year too. So that's not. Think if one has anything to do with the other, the whole NFC East has the exact same schedule. They're playing the same teams. They all play the same teams. Yeah. The whole NFC East. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- so
1: Philadelphia, Washington, they all play the same So,
0: so they all can end up 8 and 8 this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they all can split the games and so yeah. on and so forth. Theoretically. So yeah. Theoretically, they can all. So the Giants are in a situation now, like he was saying, I think that they're in much better shape than James was giving them credit for it. Now, remember, he's there more than I am. I'm there, but he's there more than I am. That offensive line. Like we were talking about before, needs to step up to the plate. They're practicing every day against one of the best defensive lines in yeah. all of the NFL. So if they can't get better by playing against them, then Eli is going to get killed, and Davis Webb is going to have to start his rookie campaign like now.
1: You know, you know, I have my problem with that though, Randy, and uh, and it's not just the Giants; it's the whole NFL. It's just not enough time in training camp for this to, that for that to right. happen. You know, it's been and that's w- that's where it lacks. Back in the day, you know, years ago. You know, the best defense playing against, you know, a mediocre offense in practice, I'm saying, in, uh you know, during preseason, they would get them better. You know, they would get them in shape. They would, you know, you're playing against one of the top defenses. You're going to get better, right? I mean, you have to. Yeah, Nowadays, it's like with all, like, uh you know, the time off and the, the, the way they... Uh, I don't, I don't, I, for lack of better terms baby them in, in a sense you know it, it keep them from getting hurt too I mean you don't want to see players like Will Fuller, Fuller you know get injured and you know done for the season before it even starts
0: this is the shortest training camp since I've been covering yeah. the NFL
1: that I've ever seen
3: Yeah.
0: when I first started covering training camp back in 2011 the training camp was about five weeks long six weeks long they started mid-July and it went all the way to the beginning of the season Yeah. and it's gotten Shorter, shorter, shorter. And now, year. and now it's yeah. down to like two weeks, three weeks yeah. total.
1: Yeah. I mean, can can these guys get each other better no. in that sense, right? And I mean, that Is there
0: enough time there? The quality of football in the NFL has died down dramatically because your main players are not playing during the preseason. They're taking it easy during training camp. Yep. And so that's why I I, I don't know if I said it to you or if I said it to, I don't remember who the hell I said it to. Excuse my language. I don't remember who the hell I said it to, but the first three or four weeks of the season are – are not a real definition of what these it's teams sloppy. are. It's, it's sloppy. It's sloppy. Teams are going to get some wins that they probably should not get yes. because yeah. there's te- teams that just have players that are not in game shape yet and it takes a couple weeks for them to get into game mode. Now, you the schedule is the schedule. The I you, know, you and I have already with FitzPatrick with the Jets. They finished was it 10, 10 and 6? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There were some teams that or there's some teams that they probably should shouldn't Maybe have,
1: 11 to 5 that season maybe. I think it was ten and, ten and six. I think it was ten and six too. Either way, they were much better than the, yeah, <laughs> the following yeah. year, right? Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, there were some games
0: th- that they probably shouldn't have won because some teams didn't get up to play them or whatever. Th- yeah. uh, whatever the situation was, it was. But you play the games that are on your schedule. This is a much tougher schedule than last year. You have no Baltimore Ravens who finished, um, you know, under five hundred. There is no Cleveland yeah. Browns. There's no Cincinnati Bengals. There's you. You lost to the Steelers. You beat the Cowboys twice. There was another game that they were favored to win or or it was supposed to be a big game, and they ended up not coming through. They lost to Minnesota. They lost to Green Bay.
2: So when they played quality teams last year, the Giants struggled. Well, I think what's good about the, the schedule is that, like, I mean, by no means did the Giants destroy the bad teams that they faced. They actually took three quarters to put up substantial points against the Browns. But I'm just saying maybe, like, I mean, they're going to lose some of those games. But I feel like playing tough competition week in and week out could, if you do make a playoff run, kind of like have you at your most sharpest as your most sharp.
0: And I'm going to add to that saying you have three of your last four weeks against division rivals at home. If you're getting beat up and you're in the contention for the division going into those last four games and you've gotten – through the ringer, and these games have all made you tougher, you can go out there right now and then or at that point, you're going to be able to go out there and you're going to be able to handle the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Redskins and maybe win three of four or win the last four games and, ha- and go into the playoffs on a hot streak. That first Super Bowl against the Patriots, they played the Patriots that last home game of the season and that got them prepared for that run to the Super Bowl. And no one was able to stop them at that point. Yeah. So, And then the following year, obviously they went ten and one, and then all of a sudden Plaxico got a little happy with a gun, shot Mm -hmm. his leg, and (laughs) it was downhill from there. Yeah.
1: So (laughs) exactly.
0: This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over at Level 1 Games out in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. You can relive your childhood by playing all the old systems. They have over 300 titles for all the different Nintendo systems in stock, ready to go. PlayStation, Xbox, they have it all. And if you're a fan of the Magic the Gathering card game, they have Magic drafts every Friday night. That's our good friends over at Level 1 Gaming in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. Level 1 Games. Go there now. Level1games.com. Tell them the boys from Off Topic sent you. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Dan Graziano. Continue the football talk right after this. I, I'm interested to see what uh, – Oh, you know, before we <laughs> – the tailgate question to I Steve. Thought, I thought you forgot about it. No no, 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 no. I, was, uh, I,
1: I, I didn't want to disappoint the listeners with that question. So I, I, I thought you forgot about it. I was a little happy on that before one.
0: Before we take a quick break so we can get Dan Graziano ready to go, I have to ask you not what you do eat. For tailgating, but I'm going to ask you about a certain food that has been a very interesting topic to me for the last week and a half. Do you have wings on tailgate days? Uh,
1: Like at the stadium, or do I bring them to the the stadium?
0: stadium, At the stadium, do you have buffalo wings? Really? No.
1: no, Okay. If if I'm at home or if I'm at a friend's house. uh, Yeah, or you
0: go to a sports bar, wings are the things to have at games. When you're watching it with friends, yeah
1: wings. What yeah, are yeah. what are the appropriate
0: tailgate foods well,
1: to have? I like to do a, a nice uh cold cut sandwich, you know. I'm all about the ham and cheese, you know, cheddar.
0: This sounds very dull for a tailgate. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm a very bo- I am not uh, we're going to go Facebook live. And I'm, we're going to throw this I'm out there. I'm an extremely
1: boring everyone. tailgater. You know, I, and, okay. and you know it's funny. I I, uh, I have season tickets and uh, I sit next to a really uh, Really good, good couple, and, uh, like, the kid's great. He's uh, he's from Menalpin, mm-hmm. and uh, he holds. And he, this guy, he, I mean, he beats me up every time I, I get to the game. He's like, how come you don't come to, the you know, my tailgate? I, I have one every week. And he tells me about the stuff that he has. I mean, lobster mac and cheese, all kinds wow. of crazy items. And uh, I just never get to it. He's never got to it, yeah.
2: I mean, I'm a big Coca's guy, but not, not for tailgates, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to go for a... Uh, what do you say? I try to go for heavy meats. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a big meat day and you know, cold cuts that's 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 too light for tailgate, in my opinion. But I respect yeah. that.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I actually I stay on the lighter side. You know, I, I we uh, we I, I go there with my uh, my girlfriend, we go to the games together and uh she likes you know live football as well too and for, you know you know fortunately for me yeah you know which is uh gotta, gotta pretty cool. yeah oh yeah of which course. is an awesome which is an awesome thing by the way yeah no it's <laughs> great to find somebody with the same interest as you it was great so we actually uh, and i live very close to the stadium now i'm talking about 10 minutes maybe max and uh so i guess i would take advantage of that i think and uh we get like you know uh, a couple six packs of uh soda pop I <laughs> <laughs> love that Yeah, yeah and A little soda pop Yeah, a little soda pop You know, and then we have a couple drinks uh, You know, a couple, couple sodas before we go in And uh, yeah, we each get a sandwich And uh, keep it light, you know, nothing crazy And then uh, I watch the game I meet up with my friends afterwards, and then I, I pick out. You know, it's you usually, uh, Chinese Can you say food. soda pop one more time? <laughs> soda pop. <laughs> soda pop. <laughs> soda pop.
2: <from> soda pop. <laughs> pop, pop. We don't have too many soda pops, so you want to enjoy the game. Yeah, exactly. Because so you got a sugar, sugar rush. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're at a Jets game, you might
1: need a couple more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 and that's before the game starts. <laughs> just, to, just, just to get through the game. You <laughs> know <laughs> what I mean? That's before it. the game starts, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, it's a very boring tailgate. I've been to... Uh, I guess maybe one tailgate tailgate which was uh pretty extravagant. We had steak and you know, we did some, you know, shrimp and we had a grill. I remember we had a, we had Johnny Blue. I mean, just, we're talking about okay. Extravagant <laughs> right there, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much boring on my on my end, you know, and then <laughs> the most exciting part is the game. Actually, I love the food inside the game. I eat there, too, a lot. Yeah. You know, the MetLife Stadium has put a lot of new spa- uh, places to eat inside but uh, the But isn't stadium. it, like, it's too expensive, though? Like, I'm, I'm one it of those... Is. Like, it is. It's very expensive. I'm one of those guys where, I guess,
0: it's... I love the grilling aspect of tailgating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love the idea of being able to get some burgers and stuff like that. I like these people who are so creative. Again, I, I know that there's... Um, a lot of Jets fans who are very diehard. I don't know how diehard if compared to the Giants fans are, but you have people who have, like, trailer parks that they bring in. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty cool. And, like, people are cool. tailgating like crazy. They're no, doing. I mean,
1: every, I'm sure... Not just giant fans do that. I'm sure it happens oh, all yeah, I'm across sure, the NFL. I'm sure, but like, but like uh, there's
0: people who are sitting there, like, oh, what'd you make? Oh, we made, uh, you know, they'll just start no, naming some no. like
1: crazy foods. No, like, people do. We and made some
0: chicken parmesan here at the yeah, game. You know, no, what I no, mean? no.
1: I people ate. do. I've, uh, you know, like I said, I, I go. But the guy who sits next to me in not like a that's at a jet game, you know, makes a crazy stuff too. And he he's the typical tailgater. You know, he gets there like at <laughs> six in the morning or whatever, and he starts cooking his food. Uh, me personally, though, I mean, I have like about what six or seven fantasy teams. I'm 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 not I'm not interested in going there and, you know, making it an all day affair. And that's what usually what it turns into. You know, you you're you're, yeah. you're done. I'm not in the morning I'm watching football. I'm watching NFL network. I'm watching ESPN. I'm watching everything football and I'm and, and, and I'm and I'm in, you know interested in that. I'm a Jets fan. But I'm not Poor guy. I'm not a, <laughs> And maybe it's because it's the Jets, but I'm not a diehard like that. You know, I enjoy the game. I love the Jets. They're one of the teams I go go watch live. But uh, you know, when it comes down to it, I enjoy football, and I like watching all the games. I enjoy watching good games. I enjoy watching bad ones sometimes. You know, it depends on who's playing. It's just uh, it's just fun. It's fun. It's all around great experience, and I like to experience it all. And not just, I feel like when you go to a tailgate, if you're gonna put your your whole heart into that tailgate, you're gonna get there in the morning, and it's gonna last all night, mm-hmm. and you're gonna miss out on the rest of the football that day.
2: Yeah, that's how I feel whenever you know? I go to a game. I feel like I'm just back on. Uh, Behind on the news, pretty much. You
1: are you're you're definitely behind Which in it. If you're a fantasy guy, <laughs> yeah. that's no good. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> Your team's well, not doing well that day. Well, not that much.
0: We've asked Duffy before. What is the proper like sports bar food, or what's the proper oh, yeah. tailgate yeah. food? I've seen some crazy things like at tailgates. I've seen people tailgate with like meatball heroes oh, and yeah. stuff like that. And they're like, all right, well, that's different. And there's people who make these crazy things. Yeah. I like the people who sort of like. I think they're just the t- traditional hot dogs, burgers. Chicken, maybe a little
1: steak. Do you make your own burger, or, the, the, or, or are you buying a burger? I'm not the packaged burgers, or package burger, or, or, yeah. or are
0: you doing the pre pre making the burgers and bringing them with you to the stadium? Yes,
1: exactly, that's the two I'm talking about. And yeah. they're so packaged, which it sounds like that's where you're headed. Which package burger are you into?
0: I, if I do package burger, I'm either going to Shoprite or Stop and Shop and getting their brand. Okay, like right. that they put out earlier in the day because you just want to have something like it's a little fresher. I am not uh, a b-
1: okay. So it's actually it's not the frozen burger though. It's it's, it's actual the, no, the it's, meat itself. It's not which it's, is that's okay. That's, that's yeah, all right. I'm I, impressed. I, I'm, that's good.
0: I'm not a huge fan of the Bubba Burger. Yeah, yeah, I'm I not that's, a Bubba that's Burger that's guy. The, that's the big no, frozen no, burger
1: nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, Everybody this, has Bubba. That would
0: ruin. That will ruin the tailgate if you do a Bubba Burger. Can't do Bubba Burger. You are not a, you are a a food hater yes if yes. you do, if totally you do the rubber well, you guess do I guess I guess we
2: found out who our sponsor won't be <laughs> <laughs> That's I will be, fan <laughs> That's what I will be a
0: fan of whatever burger says would you like to sponsor
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: how about you over there what do you donate
2: oh well for a tailgate uh, for me, we usually, uh, I mean, if we're running late, we usually, like, we would buy, like, a crave case of White Castle, but, like, if we're really... If oh, man. C- cut his mic off. Cut yeah. his mic off. What? You're done. A crave case you're of done. A White Castle?
1: You what do not Who is this guy? You, white, you, you do not Who is this guy?
0: Unless you are, like, you are a college student, so you get, you get all right, a pass for yeah. Okay, though, all right. You're you, right. You're right. You. College no, 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 no. He doesn't get a pass for doing White Castle for a tailgate, but just in general, you get a pass for being a... college. A Friday night going out to like w- having like your own Harold and Kumar. Moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, that please tell fuck. me you saw that movie. By well, the way. Yes, yes. I did. Okay, I did. thank God. I did. Wait, wait, wait. So, Harold so, and who? What? <laughs> what the hell is a Harold and Kumar? <laughs> <laughs> but
2: unfortunately, when uh, I go with my family and I, the bill is not on me. We usually get like meat. And We fry it up. Like I went to the Barcelona Juventus game, and yeah. we were cooking sausages. We're cooking chorizo. We're nice. cooking burgers, hot dogs. We had the whole chorizo. Thing look at this. Yeah. This guy's. I yeah. like it, man. So ju- I, I, game, I have. Man. I have had my. Uh My share of good tailgates, but, um, yeah, I have had a White Castle at a football game before. But, hey, funds are
1: tight. Oh, man. All All right. To settle that, funds tight, you know. You were forgiven, yes, for this m- forgiven for that for one. this moment. I mean, at least it's not like you know <laughs> 19 happy meals or something like that, no. or you know, 15 junior. I would pay to see
0: you eat 15 happy meals. <laughs> 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 I don't think I can. I
1: just I've run empanadas
0: for yeah? them too. Empanadas for even that is not a tailgate
3: food,
1: so you, don't they, th- they have, you know, right. the
0: empanadas is not a tailgate food,
1: they
2: have empanadas. You I will kick your ass of out of stadium. the stadium if you ever bring empanadas they have to a them stadium. St- they have them in the stadium. I think they have them in the stadium, it's, it's a football awesome. food. It's a football food yeah. have them in the have stadium. Have you been to
0: Yankee Stadium recently? No, No. I feel like I'm at the food court
1: at the mall. That's, it like that, oh,
0: man. it's the new Yankee Stadium. If you're out there, oh by yeah, the oh way, the new Yankee Stadium. I've been to yeah, it. And I felt that. Sta- Not
1: recently, but yeah,
0: yeah. They have like oh, we have sh- we have shrimp, we have sushi, we have fresh fruit, yeah. lobster tail. We, we have you see lobster that? tail. Yeah, I was there. What uh, the uh, hell?
2: I was there on Monday. They 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 like they have like your certain thing, like if you your chicken fingers and the regular stuff. But you can you can drop some serious cash and get some crazy stuff that you would never find at a.
4: They a, have a slider you know,
2: stand. You know, they have everything. You can get cheesesteaks. You can get chicken cheese steaks.
1: I think the the labels are. Uh, steak sandwich What the hell First man. year was phenomenal Amazing Probably one of the best Steak sandwiches I've had It's not like a cheesesteak sandwich Where it's cut thin It's like more of like Filet Filet, steak filet steak sliced man. up And put <laughs> on a sandwich And they gave it as like horseradish So it was great The next year Cheapened it Terrible Same price though And just uh, You could tell It was cheaper stuff I mean You I could tell had, it was cheap I used meat.
2: to get The pulled pork sandwich At Yankee Stadium I haven't gotten it in a while But last mm-hmm. time I had it It was pretty good I like pulled pork Do you ever have
1: the, the garlic fries there?
2: My friend got them, him. Yeah. <laughs> we're
0: having garlic fries now at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. yeah. What, what the hell, man. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to sign off on Facebook Live. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Dan Graziano to talk some more NFL topics. Yeah. Uh, so goodbye, Facebook. We'll see you guys in a little bit. Uh, they're done. Goodbye for now. Goodbye. Right. For now. For now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Until later. Okay. So
0: <laughs> we're, we're going to get Dan Graziano on the phone ready to go talk NFL with us. We'll be right back All after right. this uh, fun tune. We're going to... See if your generation knows this song. Let's see.
1: Oh, you got to know this one. Come on, man. Is this the
0: Killers? Yeah. That it. There we go. go. There you go. Oh, there we go. Off topic. Backsportspage.com. We'll be right back. <laughs> We interrupt that Blink-182 song. Good song, too. Joining us right now, from his car, driving across country, our good buddy Dan Graziano from ESPN. Dan, Randy Zellia, Steve Spannup, and Anthony Zarita here for Off Topic. Thanks for giving us a few minutes tonight. How are you?
5: I'm great, guys. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, we, we I know you were jamming out to Blink-182 since we were playing it and blaring it here in the studio, Hello. but uh, I, I figured Hello. maybe we should talk with you because we don't want to you know, waste all your cell minutes.
5: No, it's fine. Man, I got nothing but minutes. I'm driving. I'm in the middle of a a four-hour drive. Spartanburg, South Carolina to Lewisburg, West Virginia. Just living this training camp life. Saw the Panthers today. Going to see the Texans tomorrow. Saw the Falcons yesterday. Buccaneers, uh, Jaguars, Dolphins. I'm I'm making my way back up the east, uh, not coast, but, you know, eastern states to get back home to Connecticut next week.
0: So what did you see so far from the Falcons? I know that's been a very interesting topic since they fell short in the Super Bowl this past year. We'll start I guess we'll start right there. What did you see from them Do they have the expectation level of trying to get right back to where they ended last season?
5: Yeah I mean I've seen five teams so far. That's the one that's the, easily the most confident about how good it is. Uh, you know they, they, they're bringing back pretty much the same team. The major change is an offensive coordinator from Kyle Shanahan who's now the 49ers coach, uh, to Steve Sarkeesian. And I talked to some people about sort of what that what's involved in the change in terms of play caller on Sunday and some of the logistics that go into that. But, you know, they're hungry, they're driven. A lot of you know, a lot of talk about Dan Quinn and the atmosphere he set there and the leadership among the players. And You know, they, they believe that they're in position to get back where they were. And I think they are, but, you know, obviously a lot easier said than done. But they... they
1: they should be a very difficult team to play as long as they stay healthy. Yeah, Dan. Um, you know, we and, Dan, we and uh, Randy were just talking about how we feel like the training camps be getting shorter every year that goes on. Uh, what do you see? How do you, do you see like the NFL doing this on purpose just to keep players healthy? But I mean, at the same time, that's not even really happening as players are still getting hurt. Uh,
5: you mean shorter in terms of when it begins and when it ends? Yes. Well, I think no, they're beginning around the same time as they always have. You do see some teams, especially now that teams kind of have their camps at their regular season facilities, um, you see some teams will quote unquote break camp uh, after a couple weeks. Uh, what that basically means is they don't have to open practices to the public anymore. They pretty much do the same stuff, uh, just uh, you know, just not having fans there. Uh, and then there's some teams like the I know the Eagles can't really have fans at their practices anyway because they're training at their regular season facility and they have some agreement with the neighborhood but you no know, I mean look the, the structure of practice is evolving and some practices get shorter and there are rules about what you can and can't do and I know some coaches and coaching staff strength and conditioning staffs, are adjusting training camp practice schedules uh, to, to, to line up with the sports science information they're getting now so you know, it's definitely a different atmosphere than it used to be when you know you go and like see the Giants in Albany and they were recruiting Oh, Dan. Yeah.
1: Okay. No, sorry, I think we lost you for a second there.
0: Okay.
5: Oh, sorry about that. No, uh, so he's, uh, I don't know. He's uh, Western North Carolina, uh, you know, <laughs> no country. I'm not
1: sure. There's, there's not enough uh, phone towers out there. You know, I was, I was put a little more. Might
5: not be. Might not be. <laughs> we'll do what we can here. So
0: it's an interesting team that you you probably got to take a look at already was the Carolina Panthers and. Um, you know, the, two years ago they were a Super Bowl t- uh, contender. This past season they they struggled, made some different changes this year. Obviously, the general manager changed a couple weeks ago. What have you seen from the Carolina Panthers?
5: Carolina Panthers have done so much winning in recent years. I think last year came as a shock to them. I think they obviously thought they were better than they were uh, uh, this time last year, and you know everybody thinks they're great now. Um, But, you know, they'll sort itself out. A couple people have said to me today while I was there that uh, offensive line depth was a big thing that they thought they had last year and didn't, so they believe that they're deeper on the offensive line. Now, obviously, they brought in Matt Khalil to play left tackle. They think that will help stabilize things, but they just like the pieces they have there. And also, remember last year, beginning of the year, they threw a couple of young cornerbacks into starting roles right away, rookies James Bradbury and Daryl Worley. Uh, and they were really overwhelmed early in the season, and it showed up. But they did get better as the season went along, and both those guys come into this season with a lot of confidence. So they think that the areas that let them down last year uh, should be shored up, and they're real fired up about Christian McCaffrey. I mean, yeah. they, they can't contain themselves when they talk about this young man and what he's shown so far in terms of picking up the offense and knowing, let's pick up and how to read defenses already from his running back position or spot receiver position, wherever they're using him. So they have high hopes. I mean, high expectations there since Ron Rivera's been there and Cam Newton's been there. I mean, they've had a lot of success there. So they want to they want to say last season was an anomaly, and they can get back to it. Obviously, Newton's coming off the shoulder surgery, hasn't been throwing this week in practice. So that's an alarm bell until we see him back practicing as normal. But they don't seem worried about that based on the people I talked to.
2: Yeah, but back to McCaffrey, I was thinking, like, do you do you feel like, you know, there's a lot of hype around him, and the like, Panthers can't stop talking about yeah. him either. But do you feel he has, like, Le'Veon Bell potential, or is he more of, like, a pass catcher?
5: No, I think it depends you talk to, because uh, I talked to uh, Ryan Khalil, who's their center, and he said, you know, he does a lot of things. He said, but don't underestimate his ability to run between the tackles. He's shown a lot of that, you know, the ability to change directions when going downhill. You know could be used as a traditional running back i talked to thomas davis who's one of their linebackers and has to cover him in practice and he said real difficult to cover uh because the way he sells the route you know he's going inside when he's going outside he just has that ability and this is a 13-year veteran thomas davis the better players in the league uh mm-hmm. and then i asked ron rivera you know is the mccaffrey hype legit and he said well it's early but then he, he started losing it he kind of said uh yeah, and he starts pulling up these plays from like the one minicamp practice McCaffrey had because remember he was at Stanford and the quarter system he couldn't, uh, couldn't practice with him most of the off season so he starts calling up these plays and watch this he reads the zero blitz and he knows he's got to get out so he, he, he's showing me like eight McCaffrey plays from minicamp that are basically meant to illustrate this is a, a rookie who's way ahead of where we expect rookies to be at this time and uh, and he's obviously he can't contain his excitement for him and here it is the second week of training camp so high, high hope uh, for that for that young man in a variety of different roles, and I think he's a guy that could have a prominent role very early.
0: Dan, uh, news broke earlier today about uh, Ryan Tannehill getting hurt. Uh, quarterback situation now going on in Miami. Was this the make-or-break year for Tannehill as it was? Because it seems like he's always been on that cusp, and every single time he was close to making that next step, he, there's been an injury or some sort of setback. Is, is this it for Tannehill?
5: Well, I'll tell you what, I was at that camp first. I was there on Friday. And, um, you know, Adam Gase and, and, and the people who run the Dolphins, and they definitely believe in Tannehill. They, they, they think, you know, this was as of last week before he got hurt, you know, that they, they felt like they were in a good place with him. Whereas a year ago, maybe they were still finding it out. So, so I don't know that he was heading in to make a break. Now, contractually, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, obviously I'm driving, but I, I have looked at this. They could get out of the Tannehill deal next year without any real pain. It's structured that way if they wanted to move on. But they didn't draft a replacement. You know, Matt Moore is the backup, and they like him. So depending what they do, I don't know how badly hurt he is. Obviously, all indications are that it's bad, but we haven't heard anything definitive uh, on the MRI yet, unless it's been out there in the last 10 minutes while I've been talking to you guys. But uh, if he is seriously hurt, let's see what they do. You know, Teddy Bridgewater got hurt last year at the end of camp. The Vikings got Sam Bradford, and it changed their quarterback picture. We don't know which of those guys, if either, is the Vikings' long-term answer. So it's possible that if Tannehill is seriously hurt, the Dolphins could look to make a move that changes the way they look at the quarterback position next year and going forward. Uh, as of a couple of days ago, they were high on Tannehill, but obviously, if he's got a major knee injury and can't play, they have to reassess because they—they—they—they're you know, they, they, trying to contend. They're not—they're not rebuilding there.
0: Yeah, th- 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 it just came out from Jeff Darlington of ESPN. The Dolphins' uh, mole next move. Uh, his knee d- doesn't have a tear, but they're still mulling all their options at this point. Right. So Okay. So, so we're yeah. yeah. So that's so that's where that's where that is. Um, also, the, uh, that's the the other team in Florida that seems to always have a lot of potential is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just seem sometimes not to be able to get out of their own way. Seems to be like again a lot of optimism this year. What do you see out of the Jacksonville Jaguars this upcoming season?
5: Uh, I think that's a team that's still kind of putting itself together. I mean, they have look. You you talk about potential. You look at the names on their defense, and it looks like it should be a good defense. I mean, AJ Bouye and Jalen Ramsey at cornerback. You know, the the, the linemen they have up front with guys like uh, you know Malik Jackson and the third-round pick last year, Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, Dante Fowler, they bring in Calais Campbell, uh, Kelvin Smith at linebacker, and they've Miles Jack going to play middle linebacker for them. They have a lot of stars. Star power on that defense should be good, but like you mentioned, I mean, they got to put it together. A team that hasn't won more than five games in a year since 2010, you know, it's been a long time. So I talked to Tom Coughlin for a while about the concept of culture change and what that means to him. And, you know, he's really focused on trying to get a group of guys that has done no winning at all to, to figure out how to do the things it takes to win. And they're riding them hard. I mean, they're practicing them two and a half hours a day. This week they're doing five straight, padded practices. You know, you don't see that in training camp. So I don't know if it's going to work. But Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone are trying to kind of whip this group into shape and, and kind of get them focused on the idea of work, dedication to the team, you know, they got all dressed the same in practice. You know, Kelvin uh, Smith said he couldn't wear his uh, his shaded visor in practice. You know, now a lot of hats in the building. Real strict discipline code there. Obviously, with Coughlin, as you'd expect. But the the idea is uh, just really change the culture there and get everybody to buy into what he believes is the way to win. And you know, obviously, he can go up there and wave two Super Bowl rings at him and tell him it's not just talk.
2: Well, how do you feel, how do you think they see Blake Bortles? Because obviously they drafted him with high hopes, but it hasn't really seemed to been working out. It's almost like he's regressing. So, as good as you said, like you know, their defense is great on paper, at least you know, speculative for this season. But they, you know, the quarterback position hasn't been too strong for them. Are they looking at potential replacements? Are they grooming someone?
5: they're not grooming anyone again like the dolphins they didn't draft one so uh, it's Bortles right now they, you know they have the fifth year option on him for 2018 but that's only guaranteed against injury so if he's healthy but disappointing they can move on after this year so um, no they're not grooming anybody but I mean you know, everybody knows that next year's quarterback collapse in the draft is well thought of and looks like it could be an interesting free agent class if it has Kirk Cousins in it and, and Sam Bradford in it and you know I think Matthew Stafford will get a deal done this year but what if he doesn't you know so there could be some options next year but you know look they, they, I think what they're going to do guys is I think they're going to they're gonna run the ball I think they really love Leonard Fournette they still like Chris Ivory really? they still have TJ Yeldon I think they're going to run Sorry, I didn't watch the whole practice to every pass that he threw but I feel like every pass I saw Blake Bortles throw in practice on Monday was at or behind the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to kind of sort of really bring it in and try to minimize the risk with this quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, especially as he kind of tries to build back off that, that down here. But uh, a lot of running. That's why I think that, you know, Brandon Albert's surprise retirement, which happened Monday morning the day I was there, now they got to get Cam Robinson ready to play left tackle right away, figure out what they're doing to guard. You know, really important to have that offensive that's a rebuilding team, and they're going to have to assess Blake Bortles in a rebuilding year, and that that could
0: could go either way. Dan, now, obviously, the top story that's been going on is the Baltimore Ravens and and Colin Kaepernick and the the outcry about what's been going on ever since last season with him. Uh, I have two questions about this with you. The first one being, shouldn't this be about the type of football player he is and not about his political stance? And the second question is, are owners being too scared at this point to take a chance on Colin Kaepernick?
5: Oh, man I, I these are softball questions man like I, I am I have very strong feelings about the Colin Kaepernick situation and I think your, your answer to both your questions is quite obviously yes but unfortunately it's not obvious to enough people um look I mean this is, this is ridiculous what's going on I mean when you look at there are people in the league that have roster spots that have committed domestic violence that have driven, wild drunk, that have used performance-enhancing drugs. I mean, like, the list goes on and on and on. The Bengals drafted a kid that we have video of him punching a woman in the face. These people have roster spots. Colin Kaepernick, (laughs) peaceful protest of the national anthem in the United (laughs) States of America. Like, what on earth are we upset about? But... You know, owners are – look at look at Steve Bishotti of the Ravens who's having this, like, sort of mini breakdown in public this week about the agonizing over whether to sign him or not. Like, oh, I had to reach out to season ticket holders and sponsors. and I don't know, pray for us. Come on, man. He, either he's good enough to help your team or he's not. The fact that he's not on a roster is a joke. And, and I think, you know, the owners are, are showing a great deal of, of cowardice. I mean, someone's got to step forward. I'm interested to see what happens in Miami if Tannehill is seriously hurt. Because I think that's a place where the owner and, and, the, and the organization is, is a little more forward-thinking and cares a little bit less about what people think. Might be a tough sell because he did go down there last year and wear a Fidel Castro t-shirt, which justifiably annoyed the uh, Cuban community down there. Uh, and, and that might make it a tough sell. But in terms of what he did, there's a lot worse going on around the league in terms of the kind of people that are on these rosters. And I think it's a shame uh, that it's gotten this far. This is a player, he's not perfect by any means, He's not what he was in 2012. He hasn't developed the way he would have wanted to, but he certainly deserves the right to go in to a camp as part of a 90-man roster, get some coaching, and see if he can get his game back where he wants it to be. Because he's got enough talent that somebody without all the off-field stuff, uh, which is very benign compared to a lot of other people's off-field stuff, would would be somebody whose talent he would definitely take a chance on.
1: Uh, let's move uh, away from Kaepernick and, and go to another uh, quarterback over in Cleveland. <laughs>
5: sure, because I really like talking about it.
1: <laughs> Dan, I, I like talking about him too, and I, I kind of share uh, a lot of the same sentiment that you do. But uh, like, I, I like, I would like to also talk about you know Brock Osweiler. I, I, this guy he went to Cleveland. He got he got you know thrown out of Houston pretty much. You know, and uh, but they, he has a good team around him over in Cleveland. Do you can you see him resurrecting his career over there, or you think that uh, he's going to go over there and is pretty much. Uh, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the same thing.
5: Well, I, I think he's probably Cleveland's best option right now. Now, that's not saying much, but I think it's true. And um, I, I just don't think Cleveland really wanted him. I, I think Cleveland wanted to, to take his contract to eat up cap space. Remember, when they acquired him, their press release announced it as uh, uh, Browns acquire a second-round pick from the Houston, Texans. It barely mentioned Osweiler. <laughs> so they never <laughs> planned to keep him. But their quarterback plans for the offseason didn't come together. That's true. That's what it said. That their quarterback plans for the offseason didn't really come together the way they planned. So um, he's there now. It seems like they might want to try out Kaiser. That That's an interesting aspect of yeah. the Browns. We'll see how that shakes out. But, but hey, another thing. I know I just said this about Kaepernick. But watch Miami there. Uh, Gase, Adam Gase, coach Schottweiler in Denver. And if he liked him, then maybe that's a, that's a team. Because if the Browns are still looking to unload him, Maybe
1: that's somebody that uh, that might be interested. Funny you mentioned Kaiser too, Dan. Uh, you know, I I liked watching him over at Notre Dame in, in college, and I and I, me p- being a Jets fan, I actually wanted the Jets to get him because I, I know they have some quarterback problems uh, over there. And uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so is everybody else, Dan. You uh, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I do think that uh, with talent around him and Corey Coleman and, uh, and uh, other players, I I I think uh, you know Brock Osweiler might be able to resurrect himself.
5: Yeah, well, look, and the other thing, even if it's Kaiser right away, right, even if he's not ready, it's like the Browns like their offensive line. Yeah. They went out and signed Kevin Zyler. They signed J.C. Treader. They liked Joel Baton. They, they still have Joe Thomas. So if you're going to throw somebody into the mix who, who might need a little work, you know, you have a running back you like, you have an offensive line you like, you might be able to get away with it uh, and, and uh, and you know, I don't know how to have any success, but maybe develop a young quarterback if it's Kaiser, or maybe, uh, yeah, maybe have... Uh, something productive going on with Osweiler if that's the way you decide to go, or Cody Kessler, whatever it is. You know they they don't have a lot of great choices, but um, they got
0: to find out this year what they do have. Hey Dan, w- when you and I first met, you were doing a lot of stuff with the Giants. Obviously, you were there uh, full time, and now you're on the road more. You're moving your way up uh, ESPN. Uh, what has that experience been like for you on a personal level, being with one team and sort of moving, you know, moving uh, all, all around now? Can you talk about on? on the, the pros and cons of it, like the the success that you're having, but does it affect time with the family? You know what 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 is that like for you?
5: Yeah, look, um, my career history. I was a baseball writer for 14 years, including nine as a full time beat writer. So I did my traveling um, before I had kids. Uh, now that I have kids, uh, I like the NFL life a lot more uh, civilized in terms of the travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th-
0: think we lost. I think we lost Dan again. Dan, are you still with us? Oh, we just lost
1: him. Okay,
0: we'll try and get we'll try and get Dan back. Yeah, we'll try to get.
1: But I definitely understand what he's saying too. I mean, yeah, the, the no. baseball season is obviously so much longer than the NFL season, you know, and it, uh, yeah, the NFL
0: season is only sixteen weeks and plus the training camp and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah, it's very, very, very difficult and. Uh, that's it's not as difficult as baseball life, where you have 164 games. Yeah. You have You know, you have NBA's eighty two eighty two yeah. games plus preseason. NHL, same thing. It's really really hard. And yeah. being on there, and I figured it was the proper question to ask because people don't understand that these players who have lives and complicated lives and so on and so forth, writers and media people have it too.
1: Oh yeah, and, and I mean. As far as like look, part of the media look what I, I do look what I do yeah. to you yeah. Steve, Steve Steve has the no. toughest
0: schedule of all I'm abused over yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, a no, ball no, no, there's yeah. a ball
1: and chain on his ankle <laughs> he yeah. doesn't move from that seat all week <laughs> <laughs> no no and, and you know and going off with somebody. Who has a kid of themselves and what he's talking about? When you have kids things change a little bit in your life. Yeah, poopy diapers, you have many of those that change, you know, and especially since he had he said he has kids. I have one right now and just I'm one poopy diaper, you know. And (laughs) (laughs) maybe four a day, maybe, you know. But either way though, it's just one person we're talking about. He's probably, I mean, he, I'm sure, like you said, he has kids. There's multiple. So I, I mean, uh, it, does, it doesn't make it any easier, you know, and it, it, it only gets harder. So, yeah, uh, and I guess, you know, as your career goes on, you want to, you know, you want to spend spending 14 years covering baseball. It's got to be a little difficult from his part. We weren't able to get uh, Dan Graziano back. So what we're going to
0: do is we're going to take a quick break um, so we can process. We got, we got a lot of NFL in tonight, boys. We did, we did. Uh, we'll come back with something or nothing, uh, web report, and talk a little New York Yankee baseball, and then we're going to close up shop.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right.
0: So th- that's where we are. All right. Good t- Good time. Good Good job. A little, little blues traveler.
1: Oh, yeah. No, you know how I love the blues travelers, Randy.
0: <laughs> Off topic, backsportspage.com. We're going to
1: murder Steve. I'll talk <laughs> to you a little bit. <laughs>
0: We're back, WRPR, letting us use their studio, Rampo College. Always a nice thank you.
2: Yeah, Anthony sure. Zarita
0: is here as well. Uh, the producer has done an excellent job. This is this your second show that you are produced?
2: Yes, yes it is.
0: You're doing an excellent job. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> 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 no, nah, yeah. Anthony's been great, seriously. Should we, uh, should we welcome the, the the Facebook audience
1: back? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. See, we, we said it wasn't goodbye, right? We said this is not goodbye, just see goodbye. you later. <laughs> you know what we didn't do? We didn't do uh, We'll have to show them the food. The munchies. No, we did not show the munchies. Yeah, we didn't show the munchies yet. So uh, we did promise the munchies, and uh, we'll show. We'll the show munchies. the munchies. Yeah. So we're gonna do
0: uh, something or nothing. Anthony, are you most ready with something or nothing for us?
2: Yes.
1: All right. Give me one second. Let's welcome
0: in the Facebook audience. Okay, and someone should say something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> someone should say something. Hi. Well, let's. let's <laughs> <laughs> Any reaction? To anything that Graziano was they're saying to us? Because. I thought one of the things is Kaepernick with Kaepernick is one hundred percent correct. I think that it's it's now like
1: ridiculous because you know, you know, Well, me and you talked about this, Randy, and we had a different view than him uh, in the past. What I think we do agree, and I do agree with him also now. Talking with him, and what I do agree with him with, and I'm I'm sure you probably feel the same way, is that a shot. I mean, how do you not bring him into training camp to put him on you know out of ninety guys? If you don't want to sign him, come in, uh, end of training camp, you don't have to. But to not give him a shot is just uh, – it's kind of like, you know, it, it's – It's it, stupid. I,
0: you almost feel like it's like, all right, well – It's like know. blacklisting him. Right? Yeah, they're yeah. Like
1: they're, they're, they have him on the list. I he's, was talking
0: with Jordan Renan from ESPN yeah. today about that too. It's like I almost feel like he's being blacklisted. Like he's, he looks, he's not getting blacklisted. I'm like, yeah, he is. He kind of is. He yeah. is not. Look, if you're telling me – you're telling me that these other – there's 32 teams in the NFL. Are you Are telling me that right now there's 32 starting caliber quarterbacks right now? in the NFL. Or,
1: or not even starting. I don't think he's a starter, personally. And i still stand by my word from the beginning. I still don't think he's a talented enough player to start in the NFL anymore. And I, I definitely like and Dan has said it too. He said it when we were talking to him that he hasn't uh progressed as he would like to have, I'm sure, in his career. And he and wants another
0: shot. He needs to have a different he needs to have a different
1: uh as as far as a backup role goes though, I mean he, he's not better than some of the backup Oh no! You know. I'm not happy with that
2: comment at all. Yeah, I'm not happy with that comment at all. He, I mean, well, he'd be the best backup in the
1: league. Yeah, he'd be one of the best
2: anyway. Oh well, you know. yeah, one of the best, if not the best. Yeah. I mean, granted, you're not saying much, but I mean, the point, the fact he's not a roster is wild. Yeah. All right, let's let's do something or nothing. We'll this Kaepernick
1: story is not going away.
0: it's yeah, gonna be yeah, away. Right.
1: it's gonna be here. So let's. It'll go. be here next week when yeah. you, when nobody signs him this week. <laughs> 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 After nobody it, signs him this it'll
0: week, it'll be here this week when. You
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so, Anthony, what do we got? Something or Nothing, let's go. By the way, I'm sorry. Something or Nothing brought to you by our good friends over at Level 1 Gaming in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. Go to level one now. You can take your game to the next level and relive your childhood at level1games.com. They have over 500 titles of all different video games between PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. You bring your game to the next Sega level. Sega Genesis. They have Sega Genesis. L- level1games.com. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's go. Something or nothing, time. Let's do it.
2: All right. So, the Patriots send out AFC championship game tickets to the season season ticket holders. Is that something or nothing?
6: Um,
0: I'll start with this one. It is something that they're, might be stupid, but (laughs) I think we're jumping the gun a little bit. But the Patriots are the class of the AFC. Let's all, you know, I'm not a Patriot fan. I'm a Tom Brady hater, but I'm going to be 100% honest and be truthful about this. I am not thinking right now there's any other team in the afc that really can compete with them and give them a run for their money they're going to lose a couple of games probably because they get bored uh there's no four game brady suspension this year so i do think that the patriots are the class of the afc i think it's a little silly and it's a little pr- uh, too predetermined but I, I think it's i i don't i think it's something
1: i definitely think it's something i think it's something for other reasons though and I, i'm going to tell you why and uh it's, it's definitely out of their ordinary. They don't do stuff like this. They go out there. They keep their mouth shut. They play great football every week. And to get involved in this off-the-field type stuff, given their, you know, I mean, at the same time, though, they're a winning organization. They can do stuff like that. They've won multiple Super Bowls. In the past, what, like, 20 years, they've won the most, right? I mean, yeah. is there a team yeah. that's won more? Nope. No, No. So, I mean, yeah, when you have a winning tradition like that, you can do things like that, and uh nobody can really say anything unless you you know beat them or win as much, so yeah, I think it's something though It's out of the ordinary. They should stick to their guns what they've done in the past and just keep uh keep it on football okay on but to cincinnati all the, all the cin- <laughs> the Cincinnati what else we got
2: all right, so let's switch the gears a little bit a little bit. Aaron Judge was benched for tonight's game versus the Indians, and he had a day off a week ago about a week and a half ago so. I don't know if it's just a day off. Is it something or nothing? He has uh, he has tied the Yankees' record for more strikeouts in a month, and he tied his own record from the month before. So he's going through a bit of a rough patch. Something or nothing?
0: No, uh, I don't think it's anything major. Um, I think it's I, I'm gonna say it's nothing. It's just a rough spot. You know, you can't be as good as he is and not struggle. You know what I mean? I think that I think it's nothing. I think right now we're not, we're looking too much
1: into it. Uh, I'm gonna agree again, and I'm gonna say it's nothing uh he is a rookie he's going to strike out he also has <laughs> some of the most home runs and not, let's not let's not forget the fact that i think uh this year is going to go down as the year with the most strikeouts ever for batters and it's also most strikeouts by pitchers too ever so mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting so it's almost like you strike out or you hit a home run you know and that's what that's what the uh, mo is. he's the quintessential player for that and uh this is nothing more than a routine um sit down day for him I mean he he played uh yeah what you said a week ago? The last he time? had a day off a week come ago, on. a week ago yeah. so. he, he's getting his, he's getting another day off. they're not gonna say should him.
0: we be concerned if you're a Yankee fan that the Orioles are starting to play a little bit better and that the Red Sox are winning games miracle wise Sh- is there something that we should if a Yankee fan
1: um i i I don't think so not uh, if you're talking about Baltimore no I don't think they should be concerned with Baltimore okay i uh, the Red sox I think are going to win this division regardless of they have a they have a they have, l- they have better pitching <laughs> when it comes down to it.
2: Anthony, what else we got? All right, so from 538.com, Lonzo Ball is the most t- most talked about rookie in years. Now this goes back to the LeVar Ball effect. Do you think it's helping him or hurting him?
0: Uh, I think this is nothing. I think once the NBA season comes around, I think it's all going to be about, you know.
1: Basketball. It's
0: all going to be all about basketball. I think the father has to shut his mouth. I think this is now officially becoming a little out of hand with him.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I'm,
0: t- I'm personally, I'm tired of him. Um, when you get Michael Jordan to respond, and Michael Jordan doesn't talk anymore, yeah, you know <laughs> that's the beautiful, beautiful thing about being an owner of a team. You don't have to yeah, talk to the media. Yeah, yeah. When you get Jordan to respond and Jordan says shut up, you should just shut up when yeah. the greatest player of all time says Agreed. stop talking.
1: Agreed. I, and, I, you know, I think it will come down to uh, Lonzo telling his father to step aside. Like, hey, listen, you know, I'm, I got this now. I'm in the NBA. Why don't you go concentrate on the other two? Because mm-hmm. he has two other kids that are, right. you know, are younger. So well,
0: you know, if if I was Alonzo Ball, you know what I'd be saying to my dad? Um, listen, I've listened to you, and it's got me this far. Yeah. I think I'm going to listen to that Hall of Famer, who's the owner of this team, who want, who's taking me under his wing. Yeah, uh, because not for nothing, he's he's just doing a little better than you are, Dad. Yeah. So it's true. Uh, right it's now, true. right now on Facebook Live, we got some visitors, Viviana Ruggles, who we've had on this show this time last Hello, year. Hello, Viv. Yeah, Steve, Steve says hello, Viviana. Welcome back to the show.
2: If I, if I could do a sidebar on that, I've now heard that families are reconsidering uh, UCLA because they don't want to deal with LeVar Ball. Interesting. I, I, I agree with That's that. That's really interesting. I, I, actually, I, believe
0: yeah. I, I can see that and I agree with it because he's just one of those guys who should just shut his mouth yeah, and yeah. stop
1: talking. Yeah. I, you know, he's he, – I mean, it's obvious – That he's living vicariously through his kids, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that as a parent. There's gonna be a time where you're gonna live vicariously through your son on the sidelines, you know. But I'm not also to a certain extent. Yeah, exactly. To a certain extent, I think he's definitely crossed that boundary, though, into the where he's creating more negative press than positive for, um, you know, uh, Zoe. Over in the in NBA, I think he's got to step back. He's got to concentrate on his younger kids. Where you know his AAU league pulling them off the court and all that stuff. He, he wants to do that. It, go it's, right a, ahead. it's
0: turning into a sideshow. Yeah, it's it turning
1: into an absolute sideshow,
0: which I think is ridiculous. Yeah. I can't wait till the NBA season starts, so he will shut his mouth again. When Michael Jordan, the greatest player of all time, tells you to shut your mouth, yeah, it's yeah. time to
1: shut your mouth. Well, I think that last thing, where this last incident, where he um, in, the, I think it was Adidas, Adidas's uh, uh, the tournament. Yeah, it was yeah. the Adidas tournament yes. where he like called out the the woman referee and yeah. like you know yeah it's that's that's ridiculous you know and I, I, I'm not really I haven't spoken to him or interviewed him so I don't know his point of view but from what I heard I don't care what his point of view is from what? from what I see in the press though he has something against like you know women in basketball like he's got to like you know, step aside no, you women know? in business in general yeah it was that, it was yeah, one exactly. thing
0: for you to try to push your son to sign a hundred million dollar shoe deal yeah again I get it you want to try and build your brand because what happens if he becomes a total bust of course and then yeah.
1: You know, he's the, he he you still want to try got still the $100 million. He's still got the $100 million in the bank. Exactly.
0: You still have $100 million in the bank. He's going so about it <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, you're going totally the wrong way okay. and you're embarrassing your family. Yeah. Embarrassing your family. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anthony, uh, one more, then we have Eric Webb.
2: Okay, so ESPN has the Boston Celtics regressing. Now, you know, obviously they just acquired Gordon Hayward, and now some believe that wasn't enough of a superstar signing, superstar signing to actually compete in these something or nothing. At the end of the
0: day, I love these prediction games, but it comes down to what they do on the court. Um, I think the Boston Celtics did not move the meter whatsoever against the current Cleveland Cavalier team that they have now until told otherwise kyrie irving is a member of the cleveland cavaliers and so uh, until something changes where he gets moved just like carmelo anthony is a member of the new york knicks until he is moved uh you and i discussed last week what teams uh sorry what one of these three players is going into camp with their same team kyrie LaMarcus aldridge and carmelo anthony as of right now all three of them are
1: yeah so
0: kyrie irving lebron james kevin love i love the jeff green pickup there's still the team to beat in the east and i don't see this move that the boston celtics made of getting um gordon haywood to be the thing that's going to get them over the top i don't think they moved the needle whatsoever and like i do agree with that so i do think it's something that they're going to regress but at the end of the day it's really not that big of a deal
1: um you know i'm going off what you said uh, speculation is just that speculation and uh I, You know, Gordon Hayward, uh, out of all the superstars that were uh, available in in the offseason this year, I, I think he was the worst one out of them all. So, I mean, it, still, still a superstar, yeah. but I just don't think he was the best one out there. And uh, I don't think him going to the Celtics is going to make that team, um, bring him to the next level. So, no, I, I don't think he's going to, you know, really uh, help out. So. All right. And um, do you have one more?
0: No. That's okay. That's that's something or nothing brought to you by Level One Games. We'll jump back into that in a little bit. Let's welcome Eric Webb to the show for the Webb Report. Webb Report brought to you by our good friends at the Grail Martial Arts Academy in Caldwell, New Jersey. When you join that school, you're not joining a school. You're joining a family. Go to kneeonbelly.com for more information. Okay. Uh, Eric Webb. Hello, my friend.
7: Hey, how you guys doing?
0: Eric,
1: my man. What's up, guys?
0: So we are uh, we're we're still on the air. They haven't kicked us off yet, and uh, <laughs> we have we have about six minutes left with you. Uh, so we, you ju- heard us talk about the Lavar Le- Ball and Alonzo Ball. I know you're you're very big with the NBA. How do you take all of this? Do you think this is all nonsense? And as uh, Steve likes to say, "Poopy diaper talk."
7: <laughs> I will say, like since the beginning of Alonzo and you know Lavar and all the talk around him, I couldn't stand Lavar. Um, I kind of like. Respect what he does because you know he just wants his sons to do well. But you know, some he does need to shut up. Like he speaks way too much, and he just says the most outlandish things. Like so, you can look at him from two sides. Say, all right, you know, he's been on sports shows, so it's clearly working. You know, he, he knows this is the age of social media; things are gonna get out there and get blown up out of proportion. But then, on the same, on the same um, token, it's like you know, you just need to not talk all the time. Like he says the craziest things but and then at the end of the day he got mj to respond i know you said that you know as like a negative thing like you should he you should listen to him but i feel like he probably feels like that's an accomplishment yeah.
1: okay yeah i could definitely see that actually what, no, what am, <laughs> no, I, didn't th- I, I didn't think it from that perspective but yeah he's getting people to talk about him though right i guess
0: yeah by the way you guys joe Ruback just joined us on facebook live
1: hey joe how you doing uh, so, <laughs> Anthony just waves. Uh, <laughs> so,
0: you know, Eric, now I'm going to throw the second point out to you that Anthony brought up during something or nothing about the Boston Celtics. Uh, actually, has them losing oh, a few more games than they did last year. Do you agree with this topic or, or not? I'm one of those people where I just am not a fan of the Celtics, not a fan of the moves that they made. Your opinion?
7: Um, I think I see them winning a couple more games. Actually, I still don't see them being a threat to the Cavs, and I think they'll be a more solid team because they didn't really have a great wing like Jay Crowder started at three for them, right, last year. Yes. Yeah, so I mean that's definitely an upgrade. But you know, I don't think they're gonna beat the Cavs. I mean, you know, whether Kyrie Irving's there or not, like I don't think they're gonna beat you know beat them. Yeah.
0: Who do you think the Cavs make a deal for for Kyrie Irving?
7: I really don't know. Like I'm starting to think they're he's gonna stay because he was In the press conference last week. I mean, obviously he wants out, but the owner, Dan Gilbert was still saying like he's holding optimism that you know they'll go to keep Kyrie. But I think that's going to cause more internal issues for them because Derrick Rose is not a type of guy that's ready to come off the bench just yet. And I think he only even gave them the time of day and took the pay cut just because he was ensuring his mind that Kyrie was going to be out.
0: Okay, no, that's fair. Now, um, what about the – let's switch uh, sports here. You're a Giants fan. Sterling Shepard went down yesterday. Your opinion – on that, it ended up being a roll of the ankle. Is this something yeah. that the Giants have to worry about at this point, or should we just let him rest through the rest of the pre, you know the preseason and get him ready for Dallas on opening day?
7: Um, I'd still worry just because you know ankles can be tricky depending on you know what you injured. They said it's a low ankle sprain. I wouldn't play him personally until game one of the regular season. There's no need to chance it. Um, so that's what I would wait for. But it did scare me yesterday when it happened. I was like, oh no, because you know a lot of people may have forgotten he didn't have a, as great a second half of the season as he did first half. But he was doing his thing, and I'd like to keep that going because they're going to need, you know, all the help they can get.
0: If I said to you, Eric Webb, you're in the supermarket, and you're going down the potato chip aisle, what are you grabbing?
7: Ooh! Boom! There it is. Hint, hint of lime tostitos.
3: Ooh! Oh,
7: oh like it. there I it was is! good. Like there really it work. is. Yeah. Hint of lime tostito nice, chips. Nice. I love yeah. it. You know what's really good? If you put like what you get from your Chipotle bowl on top of there, that's even better. Like Ooh! The top of Wow. Look at
0: you, throwing it down right there, okay. my friend. Seriously, wow. Yeah, All right.
7: I, I call myself a food expert. I like <laughs> it. I like it.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> love it, my friend. Love it. All right, Eric, well, I'm sorry we are short a little time today, but I'm glad you got to call in. We do this with you every single week. We love having you on. Um, so let everybody know where they can find you.
7: EwebBSP yeah, t- on Twitter.
0: I love the fact that ESP, uh, he's got the, the BSP and the... Uh, E-Web BSP. E-Web yeah. BSP, man. <laughs> a lot
1: of Bs in there. <laughs> yeah, listen, <laughs> listen yeah. you're on Facebook, all right? You now give <laughs> you There's a, a lot of Bs. I didn't even think
7: about it. Like that. I didn't even wait. There's triple Bs. That's like the big baller brand.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
7: Oh, no. Don't do it.
2: Don't do it. You lost us. In my low-key part of the baller brand, we'll find out. Yeah. Don't do it, my
1: friend. Don't do it. Uh, all right, so y- I need. You're wearing the kicks right now. Don't lie, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He decided to go with <laughs> Steph Curry's today. All right, all
0: right. Yeah, I got those on. <laughs> all right, so in, in 30 seconds or less, give Steve the best uh, sales pitch to join Facebook.
1: <laughs> oh, you're not on Facebook? Oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Oh, wait. You're not on Facebook? That, that's it right there. That's all, uh, that, that says it all. That, that definitely says it all. Yeah. Oh, oh you're not on it's Facebook. A great way to keep in contact with old friends and to make new ones. There uh, you go. That's
7: a good point. That's a good point.
0: All right, Eric, man. We'll talk to you next week.
7: All right. Thanks for having me. See you guys later. Take,
0: Take care. Care. And we'll also say goodbye to Facebook right now. Goodbye, Facebook. We had a lot of watchers. We had, uh, I think, about 15 watchers just There now. we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Extend that brand. You, well know, br- you know what it is, right? I'll tell you right now. What's that? It's the guy next to us. Oh yeah, no. I'm telling I'm you, man. Totally Anthony us. Anthony just brings, brings his A game. Yeah, listen, try, he try. brings the A game, and, uh, you know, people just flock. They flock yeah. to that. So, <laughs> if
2: you guys want to say that, fine. I'll, Fifty, I'll take it. 15
1: this week. 30 next week. <laughs> so, so he's <laughs> going,
2: oh, stop. <laughs>
3: 30, <laughs> <laughs> so 30
1: next I'm week. I'm not one to
2: turn down
3: a comment. I'm calling it.
0: So basically, you watch Curb. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Love Curb. The episode where Rosie L. Donald and Larry David were competing for the girl. Do you remember that episode?
1: Uh, Doesn't ring a bell.
0: He was... was They
1: were competing for what? They were competing for a girl. It was
0: called the bisexual. (laughs) And Larry was taking Viagra to juice. I
1: think I kind of know. I mean, I think that was was that (laughs) six or seven seasons?
0: Season eight. Season eight.
1: Yeah, all right. Okay. He was in New York. That's actually kind of recent too. Then what they had nine, right? No, the, no, the,
0: the, the, they're going into season nine. They're going into nine. They're Going into nine. So, the the, re, the reason why I'm bringing it. this I up, I can't remember. There was there was a scene where Larry saw a guy from California in New York at the Ch- at the
1: Larry David, big Jets fan by the way, at, at the ja- out there.
0: at the Japanese. I'm ignoring that comment. And Yankees, <laughs> um, <laughs> Jet <laughs> Yankees. Okay. He walked into the yeah. Japanese restaurant and he saw this guy who drove him crazy in, in California. to see him in New York. He goes, "How can we never have lunch?" He's like, "Who's oh, goes, we should do lunch in New York." He's like. We don't have lunch in California, so why would we <laughs> have lunch here? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, Larry, this is the world. Oh he's like, man. he's like, you know what, Ducky? He, 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 no, sorry. He says, Larry, this is the world, and you're living your life like right here. He says, Larry <laughs> looks at me and goes, you see that? I want you to bring that in a little more <laughs> right there. <laughs> Perfect. That's the way I live okay, my okay, life. You gotta live like that. <laughs> That's okay. how much I open up my life. All right, so, <laughs> Alright, so uh, th- if you want to follow the show, we're on uh, Off Topic BSP on Twitter. As well as Anthony to make the uh, Instagram account like you promised. Not yet. Not yet. We're getting time. there. We're, we're getting there. We're in preseason
1: right now. Yes, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> in preseason. <laughs> <well>. <laughs> we're, we're on Twitter
0: yeah. at Off Topic BSP. We're on Facebook, Off Topic Stephen Randy. Go to SoundCloud.com. <coughs> tickle my throat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Off Topic. To- off- all night, too, man. Off Topic
0: yeah. with Stephen Randy yeah. on uh, SoundCloud. We're also on iTunes. Yeah. Check us out. Uh, we're, we're growing day by day. Excellent job by Anthony. Yeah, Excellent you. job by Steve. Um, they they carry the show. They carry me every single week. <laughs> special That's thank right. you to James Cratch. <laughs> I
1: don't know if I carried anybody over here.
0: But, uh. <laughs> How is your back feeling? What do you mean? Because you
3: carried the show. <laughs>
0: um, special thanks to James Cratch from NJ.com. Yeah. Dan Graciano from ESPN.com. Eric Webb. Thank you guys for joining us on Facebook. We'll see you guys next week off topic. 6 to 8 p.m. Thank you, Rampo College and WRPR for letting us be here. Uh, Until then, peace,